Welcome to Focus Fire Chat. Explore together. Welcome to a special episode of Focus Fire Chat that we're going to discuss the new Grimoire cards that we just received as part of the Age of Triumph update. This is your host, Blue Crew 86. Alongside me, we have the voice that launched a thousand ships, Justin Sane 0516. Justin, you have a new favorite from the new cards yet? I do. I do. And it's the Rezzel card. <laughs> I think that's probably everybody's I favorite. Did, I did warn everybody no. on Twitter that there might be a few few explicitives coming out of my mouth when we get to that card i do yeah. like the cade card though so. the cade oh my gosh the cade card is yeah there's some dialogue in there i look forward to saying <laughs> <laughs> well from the depths of the madness inducing mind maps we are joined by our favorite gunter the one and only green eyed music lover green hope you're doing well how about you do you have a favorite card from the new ones yet shacks and dodgeball <laughs> That is hilarious, just because of the setup. Oh my god, Mm -hmm. so good. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. You can dodge a ball! (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then, of course, in the guest co-host spotlight tonight, we have a great friend of ours, Damoel. I imagine I know the answer to this question. I think you're actually going to be surprised. Oh, okay. Everybody knows, thinks they know what it is. Yeah. My favorite is, as Green Eyed Music Lover said, I think actually Lord Jackson. Oh, look at that. (laughs) Turning the tables on everybody already. Oh my god. It's just it's just too awesome. It's it's too fantastic. I'm done trying to figure you out. (laughs) I'm done. (laughs) I've heard that before. Justin is pouty. And chat pins is shacks. Shacks would not throw wrenches, swords, swords. <laughs> I, was, I was actually trying to figure out if you could. I, my, I think it would be if you can throw. A, if you can dodge a rift spark, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> All right. Well, let's run through the intro real quick, and then I think we're going to jump in. Just really quick, want to run through the normal notes before we dive into the details. As many of you already know, Focus Fire Chat is a cross-community gathering where the intent is to offer a week-long, in-depth view of a particular subject from within the lore of Destiny and other games. This chat begins every Tuesday morning and runs until the following Tuesday, with topics decided by the group via a poll that begins every Friday and ends on the Tuesday morning of the new chat. Every Wednesday at about 10 p.m. Central, we get together to stream a recap of the previous week's chat for those who are unable to participate. With this episode, we're hoping to give a summary look at the new pieces of the Destiny puzzle that we've been given with the Age of Triumph update. This is definitely, definitely not meant to be an all-encompassing or definitive view of the story so far or going forward. For that, I would strongly suggest jumping into our Discord server or even catching up on past episodes from our website at www.focusfirechat.com or do both all right so real quick just as a summary overview we're gonna look at 11 we got 11 new grimoire cards as part of the age of triumph which i'm beyond happy because i honestly was not i i yeah i was not expecting anything I, i i mean i was expecting like one or two but um, not only did we get 11 new cards, <clears throat> we also got over 300 new items. Uh, now, some of these items, we might they might have gotten counted as new items, but uh, they're just a slight change in the database. So if you start looking at 
the uh, list that Ishtar Collective has has very kindly compiled of all of these new uh, things, you might see a couple things from uh, the Rise of Iron update. That's fine. Uh, what it, what it, my understanding there is that these are any changes to the database that were put into effect as part of the update. So there's 386 new items, um, and that number actually is probably going to go up because I believe over in Discord we've already identified at least two ADEP weapons from Kingsfall that uh, got got skipped over with the update on Ishtar's uh, site. So they're they're working to get that fixed, and that number is going to go up. I assume. Uh, in addition to that, they have 32 updated items on top of that. So we have over 400 items as well as the 11 new cards. We're going to just talk about the cards uh, tonight because obviously over 400 items. Whew, yeah, I've I've right. gotten through I've gotten through most of them, but working them into connecting all the dots is obviously a bigger task than just reading the flavor text and the flavor text is really good on a lot of them um but yeah 11 new cards i would argue 10 of which have pretty good significance within the story i know at least one or two or three or four that i'm really excited for and i can imagine that damo has at least two that he's pretty excited for so uh, nine of them really nine of them okay okay perfect cool even better <laughs> um so i'm gonna just you want me to just start off with the best card ever the Resolute zero card are we skipping over the daybreak strike? oh yeah fair enough let's just get rid of the daybreak strikes because since it's the it's the one that not is not as exciting oh, as the rest yeah, of them. yeah even have anything to it <clears throat> um no, just that's not out. not really <laughs> that is not worth our time let's move on <laughs> I would well okay. Let me just say this in defense of Daybreak. That mechanic is freaking amazing. Oh yeah, I played the night last night. It was so good, so good. I haven't done it yet, but I, I haven't oh, done it so yet. Yeah, got- you're gonna have to explain it to me later. Oh, oh my gosh, <laughs> Justin. <laughs> FYI, Justin's in a salty mood, so <laughs> my fault. <laughs> High five. <laughs> So, yeah, the Daybreak Strikes obviously is the new addition to the game, which basically you get the Mayhem modifier to the Strikes. So, yes. Yay? Any Anything Ooh. else, really? Nope. Okay. okay. Do it, good stuff. All right. Now, the card that proves that I am not insane. Well, no. Okay. I don't okay. know if it proves it. <laughs> Maybe hold off on that one. Uh, all right. So, Legend Rezalazir the Triumphant Fall. The trigger clicked. Another empty clip slid from its purchase and dropped to the dark stone floor. It was the last. His rifle was dry. Rezal spun the weapon in his hand, grabbing hard around the barrel like a club. A new wave of chittering death was upon him, fragile but aggressive, overwhelming in their number and oppressive in their rage. The stock of the rifle connected with skull after skull. They caved and fell, like the others before. The pile of vanquished nightmares, half bone, half dust, grew at Rezl's feet. There was a calm to him, an ease. The chaos of battle was no time to panic. His swing was wide, but measured, no wasted movement. A demon clawed at his back, then another. They were heavier than their frail frames would suggest. He gave a shrug and a shake, turned and hammered the stock hard into the side of one creature's temple. Its skull splintered in the stock lodged deep in the wet, chalky mass beneath the bone. 
He made a fleeting effort to break the rifle free, but had to let it fall away as the rush of demons increased. Rezel kicked the other monster to the floor, stepping on its neck while shifting to backhand a throng of attackers eager to make their killing lunge. If the rifle, his battle-worn Inferno, had served to thin the herd and buy Rezel time to assess the whole of the situation, his rose would see him through. It always had. The titan, awash in the ash and gore of his enemies, pulled his cannon and in one motion feathered the trigger to level the wretched beast closest to him. The bloom from each shot lit the cavern with flashes of red heat, a garden of angry roses blossoming in pointed defiance at this vile, hateful kingdom of shadows. On the far end of the sea of gnashing maws, the wicked woman danced in the air, watching, waiting. Rezel's cannon was loaded and ready to fire as if an afterthought. He let loose another barrage and six more demons slumped, lifeless upon the pile. The witch unleashed a violent cry, and as quickly as it had began, the onslaught subsided. The chittering fell from a deafening roar to an eerie chorus humming through the ebon haze just beyond his sight. Rezel stood, straightened his tired back, and took long, deep breaths. The storm had not been weathered. He could feel it in his gut. He stood now, not at peace, but within the eye, the swirling, terrible lull before the waves came crashing once more. The wicked woman laughed, a horrid grating screech, followed by footsteps, heavy and hard. Thoom, 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 thoom. Rezel squinted against the dark as he slid new lead into his cannon cylinder. A shape took form approaching from the deep, a a being of might and mass that dwarfed the titan. A cleaver the size of an ordinary man, bigger, hung effortlessly in its hand. Its body was thick with ornate bone, a living armor that was one with the beast. Rezel let out an accepting sigh. The creature walked like a man burdened by untold sin, lumbering and slow, though its stride covered ground with unnatural ease. To Rezel, the approaching horror cut an imposing silhouette not unlike that of the ancient disgraced knight. Maybe I'd been heroic once. Maybe... Here in these shadows, to the watchful eyes of the wicked woman and her rotting horde, it was a hero still, only for a darker, sinister cause. The thought intrigued Rezel. The fight he had come all this way to find, the enemy he had hoped was nothing but a legend's lie, seemed eager to greet him. He smiled beneath his helm, then spun his rose with a confident hunter's twirl before steadying his aim and fanning its hammer once more. The angry bloom lit the dark. Six shots, center mass. Rezel's lead pinged off a sudden, shimmering wall of black. The knight had conjured a protective barrier as if from nothing. Unable to comprehend the creature's arcane methods, dark magic or unimagined tech, or even a joining of the two, Rezel didn't care. He reloaded and prepared to face the unknown. As the ethereal shield faded, the beast raised its blood and let loose an aggressive, inhuman roar. Hell's own battle cry. Rezel accepted the challenge. His rose gripped tightly in his vice grip, the titan charged forward. He would meet the shadow's rage head on. Two days had passed since Rezel stepped from the dark corridors beneath the moon, back into the light. His ghost pressed him for details time and again. He wanted to know all he could of the wicked woman and her promise of suffering, of the sea of mindless chittering death, of the hulking knight in Rezel's epic battle. The ghost was enthralled and deeply concerned. If the monsters below the moon were active and aware, the city must be warned. Rezel agreed. As they watched another earth rise from the lonely quiet of the lunar service and planned their long journey home, Rezel pulled fragmented bone from the pouch that hung on his left hip, a reminder of the evil that lurked beyond the light, and the last remnants of the wicked woman's betrothed. And while he he recounted once more the events of his time in the shadows, he took his rose from its holster and began grafting the bone to its steel frame, just another trophy 
from another battle won. It was only later, and far too late, that the first whispers came, and the bones revealed their true, jagged purpose. I was right! I didn't even know this was a debate. It seemed obvious. <laughs> uh, yes. Rezzle is dragged in. Confirmed. Well, you're. And... Dragged in's a title. Yeah, yeah, you're. Uh, yeah, yeah. Whatever you want to say. Um. So, am I right in kind of intuiting that this is Ally Cool? That he's facing. No, no, no. It wouldn't be. Alakul. No, I don't think so. Uh-huh. Uh, the Dark Blade. So. Well, okay. So, like the Dark Blade or Alakul, that wasn't until later. This is this well, is the betrothed of Zior. Oh right, yeah. Or Zior. Dion Wed. So this is a rando knight who was betrothed to Zior. Yes, because remember when we first met Zior. Well, okay. So in in game terms, we first met her. Zyor the Unwed, sense. right? We met her as Zyor the Unwed. Then, as the card, a part of the Thorn Quest, correct, correct. You had to kill her in order to get the first Thorn. Actually, I think do you have to kill her still to get the Year Three version? I think so. Okay, because oh, that's right. Because I think they took Fogoth out, right? No, yeah. it's just a nameless. Anyways, uh, so we saw her as Zyor the Unwed. Yeah, poor Fluffy, um, Zyor the Unwed. When we got the last Rezel card, she was in the card, but she was in the card as Zyor the betrothed, which indicate. And so like that part was actually a lot of debate around that too, because we were like, okay, so who is she betrothed to? Like, does that mean that she gets betrothed to your, does that mean that there's something going on? You know, like there, there was a big question on, there was a transition between the two, obviously. And that, that transition was, she became a widow. Like she be something happened to her betrothed so that she couldn't be betrothed anymore, so she became unwed. She um, was unwed, and mm. so what happened was uh, in this card right here is she was betrothed to a knight similar similar to Alakul, probably. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the hierarchy within which where she stands within there. I mean, she is a she is a somewhat high placed wizard, but I mean, I don't. I, w- I don't know about that, but I mean, this knight is obviously very powerful, but this is not Alakul. You know, Alakul was the one that would later kill Veltarlo, and then we find in the Sunless Cell, right? Th- this is this is a completely you. different knight. Um, I do want to bring up one thing that came up in the lore chat from um, I f- totally forgot his name now. Um. <laughs> Some focused fire chat too. Triggerblade X okay. um, brought up an interesting point that they they very conspicuously mention that uh, he drops that rifle early on, and then later on in the Grimoire cards, Necrochasm says that it was a seized guardian weapon mm-hmm. that was converted into Husk of the Pit, um, and I thought that was a really interesting. And it was thing. an Inferno. Yeah, that was, that was the model of the auto rifle. I don't know yeah. if that's an actual. I don't think there's one in game, but yeah, I thought that I think that actually seems very likely and very cool. Yeah, I think that's so. an awesome connection because I mean, and that that makes a lot of sense too because yeah. we've always kind of connected those those things. And I know there's a lot of I think there's a couple theories that is out there about that that exact same thing. I'm not seeing anything in the database, so yeah, I, I do like that. Yeah. 
So I wanted to bring that up for no, no, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. One. Well, it's and just like, like uh, Silvar brought up in chat just now that it's like Rezel's AR became the Necrochasm eventually. Now that's not necessarily necessarily right. something we know for certain, but well, that's something that kind yeah, of that's, say would be a fun theory. Well, but if you think it. if you think about the progression that we go through to get the Necrochasm, I think that's a very solid connection too. Because the necrochasm that we get is un, un, like the husk of the pit is an uninvolved form of the necrochasm, which implies that yeah. it was devolved from the necrochasm. Like it's a desiccated form of itself, and so as we feed it, it retakes its, it's a husk. shape. Yeah, it's a husk. Yeah, I always felt it. I always felt like it was a starved necrochasm. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 that's what a husk is. It's a it's a uh, emaciated oh. version of and the previous weapon. Demigod makes sense that the flavor text uh, makes sense for an Inferno too. Mm-hmm. And it also tracks with me that like when, cause he, if, if he went in there very early before we really knew what the hive was, which is what that card seems to imply to me. And also is likely cause we know that dragon yours old, old, mm-hmm. old character. Um, then it makes sense that they would pick up his weapon out of that dead thrall and experiment with it because I totally that would probably that, yeah. be the first time they lost right so in the end there's there's a synchronicity there because he experiments ends up experimenting with their weapons and they end up experimenting with his what What i find most interesting is the fact that they are that's something that we haven't really thought about too much is that the enemy is using our weapons against us just like we use some of their weapons against them oh yeah look at fang of your well yeah. we talked we talked a little bit about demo i know we talked about that with the weapons of sorrow being kind of like mm-hmm. a trojan trojan virus inside the guardian because if you look at the thorn like just the thorn and well any of the weapons of sorrow they corrupt they corrupt from they, within and they might have even gotten that idea from your mm-hmm. it he, he may very well have given them a, that idea because he i mean he he signed his own uh, death warrant, so to speak, because he he started grafting hive pieces onto the rose, right? And so here's here's which is what converted thing. it into thorn, right? right. That's now that we know that's how that fell, exactly. That and I'm, I want to say that the uh, the grafting, he's the first uh, risen to actually start taking the pieces of things he's killed. I definitely think so. Our own weapons, I will, or at least the first that did it with loaded stuff. He, others might have taken fallen stuff, but because they're not of the darkness, I don't think. Like, I think it would just be like strapping a stapler to your gun or whatever, right? It doesn't have any intrinsic mm-hmm. element well, to it. Thing, but the hive are different, right? And the thing, the thing too is so like, and I have this kind of on the mind map as one of our our discussion points because this kind of, I mean, first off, this confirms that Rose is Thorn, right? I mean, everyone, mm-hmm. everyone already kind of had that that feeling just because of the naming convention there, but this, this really does confirm that Rose is thorn and the transformation is initiated by the grafting that bone that he took as a trophy. Right. Yeah. The question that then that becomes is that was just one bone. So what you're, you're telling what you're, what you guys are saying is also true because what that means is as he kills more, he's grafting more and more and more and more. Right. He's he's making a new weapon, basically. He's this this metamorphosis that is going on. It's not just one bone. I mean, if you look at Thorn, all you have to do is look at Thorn. Um, the the other interesting kind of parallel here is we know another class that does actually exactly this hunters hunters. That's how hunters grow cloaks. Their cloaks are scraps 
from other hunters and other guardians that they, basically they, they'll bet. They'll bet with each other. The, and all then, my victims cloak. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like that's why that's why with hunters, the longer the cloak, the more prestige they have is because that's the more bets that they've won, basically. But where hunters add scraps to their cloaks, Rezel is grafting the trophies of his victories to the steel frame of Rose. Which then, you know, obviously then later explains how when he looked down at his rose and realized for the first time that it held no petals, only the jagged purpose of angry thorns, which we saw way back in the beginning of Ghost Fragment Thorn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the, that. I mean, the, you know, to be, to be frank, the connection was already there, I think, from the last card. But this card right now, just to me, just, I mean, like Damo said from the, when we were done, I, there's no argument anymore. Like there, there's yeah. no room for. Oh well, it could be. I, I don't. I also want to. I was about uh, to say. I think you. I think you were going to say. Are you going with the bad juju? Yeah, I was okay. going to mention. Demigod just brought up uh, that bad juju emulates this because it's got a bunch of stuff grafted on it too, which means that you're inspired the worst of all guardians <laughs> in the entire history of guardians <laughs> in his profane works. <laughs> you know. You know what. Oh, you know what just came to me? There's because that connection's all, almost undeniable. Go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah. The other connection that's almost undeniable too is the okay. So the concept of grafting, right? The concept of taking taking something and and adding it on. You we we see we actually see another example of this, and we have another example of this prior to this, but we see another example in another card that we got today or yesterday. Um, Kabir did it. Kabir grafted Vex onto himself mm-hmm. and and the Jinsim scribes. Well, at least one of them. Well, yeah. I mean, but I mean, I would argue that that's kind of what they're doing. They're, I mean, it appears to possibly be guardians who have begun experimenting with grafting parts of Vex technology onto their own bodies. Uh, the example well, is yeah, the warlock getting- Asher Mirror. But I mean, to, yeah, to, we're going to get into that here and later on in the right, cards right. for sure. I mean, Pence just mentioned it too. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, that's that's huge. Those are huge implications. But what I'm what I'm what I'm using to kind of bridge that is that it's not just hive technology being grafted. It's everything we've seen grafting with the fallen with uh, the uh, Lord of Wolves. You know, we've we've oh. taken their weapons. We've reconfigured them and repurposed them for our own weaponry. Um, we've seen that now with the Vex. I, don't, I think the only thing that we really kind of haven't seen is cabal. cabal and i'm trying to think well let's i mean let's face it the cabal are the least developed enemy oh yeah you, well yes but oh, i'm trying yeah. i mean i'm trying to think do we have any case in which I, there's it's also drafting? i would i would hesitate well, to, to to lump it all together because there's really sort of two forms of of grafting fair enough right, right. there there's going to be the fallen and cabal form which is going to be much like you know um you know going to war with you know repurposing um yeah basically picking up random stuff and just using it um and then the f- the vex and the fallen are both more insidious in the way they work um the- because they actually they have an element to them they have a, a an interaction um and right. as far as cabal there's a hunter helmet that's a cabal helmet Take oh that's right the skyburners annex yeah and then thagami yeah pins thagamizers yeah. and then um the other thing we also emulate Kabir in the sense that um, we wear pieces of the people that we defeat. Anybody remember the King Falls shark head? 
Uh, some people wear that stuff. Well, okay, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Some people, some people wear the angry rhino head. But yeah, I, I mean the the concept of grafting the kill onto your equipment, I it's not it's not unique to Rezel. I mean, and I mean it's not even unique to the Guardians technically. I mean, if it's you a want taking to, of trophies, I mean, it's 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 an age old complex. human culture. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, I mean, it's a huge thing, and you know, pick a pick a culture, and you it's, have instances. I mean, of this. Dolph Lundgren wearing a necklace of ears. I mean. You've got Justin. Justin had to I go mean, that it, direction. It probably happened but... before we had the language. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, Apache Apache warriors collecting scalps. Scalp. You... Yeah, it, I mean, it honestly probably happened before we had language. Like, oh yeah, yes. Well, I mean, in, and it's even something as basic as skinning an animal. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, right. you know, oh, I killed a saber tooth tiger. I'm gonna wear those teeth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or I, Batman's I'm cold. museum. Batman's the museum. Of all the I knew, well, that's, that's I knew it was that coming be, back. I knew it was coming back to Batman. <laughs> oh my god! Are we talking about the T Rex? Are we really going to go on going to the T Rex here? The subject. I'm going to ask you a question because this has been kind of a heated topic since the cards dropped. In the card, it mentions Titan. It mentions Warlock and Hunter, basically. And if you look at the picture of the picture for the card it's a warlock holding thorn what mm-hmm. is rezzle so what well, would, was rezzle i would definitely say he was a titan i wouldn't look too closely at the picture because that's a common picture it's it's in a lot of places in the grimoire um and i mean he twirls his gun like a hunter but that doesn't necessarily mean hunter uh, we were talking about this in the lore chat on this discord actually he's got style um and we like it's hard to apply the game terms to grimoire cards because they don't seem to follow the same rules at all. Well, uh, so can mm, I they, can I interject real quick on that one? Yeah, go nuts. Okay, so Rezel Rezel could have been called a Titan. Mm-hmm. Remember, Rezel was a Risen. He was he was. I mean, which I I actually have. I'm going to be adding an update option to the poll again for the story of yore because we have. I mean, there's a lot of things to be talking about in here. One of which is Rezel is one of, if not possibly the oldest guardian that we know of. He was one of the first Risen that we kind of hear about, um, which kind of implies that it might have been before, you know, before anything really else. The Lords, potentially even the Lords. We don't know, but Rezel has the, the possibility there. The other thing is the classes are not okay i've i've kind of hedged around this before in our conversations classes are not set in stone classes if you read the cards for the individual classes classes are the philosophies of which the individual applies the light that they use given that definition and given the drastic change in personality within rezel it is not entirely out of the realm of possibility that he can manifest a different different quote air quotes here air quotes class because his philosophy of the application of light has drastically changed or could drastically change this is also assuming that there isn't an capability within the risen before which the classes were determined that they didn't have i mean we know that subclasses they jump through you know they jump from class to class and subclasses so what is to keep a guardian technically technically what is to keep a very powerful very old guardian from jumping from class to class I, that's kind of what i was saying actually... was you can't really hold the game or the the grimoire cards to the game stuff because like 
things are just in general a little more flexible cards. Right. Well, and you know, they oh, only yeah. they only they only have so many images of which they they use. I mean, and the other right. the other thing is looking- or you go for it, Green. So let I mean, let's look at the next card because the next card actually gets into the shadows of your. Yeah, I was, that's what I was. Those about guys to. are those guys are warlocks. Mm-hmm. Well, some of them. Um, are. Yeah, yeah. The let's... ones that are depicted. Justin, you want to take that one? Yeah, all over it. Um, the shadows of your from the journal of Tebin Gray. They tried to hide the truth, but we followed its winding path, pieced together the fragmented map of events across time and space. Quite literally, mind you, from the traveler's shadow to the dark corridors beneath the moon and the long, harrowing journey back again. From the sickness inflicted upon the crucible to the breaking light on the red sands. From a forgotten settlement in the west to the horrors of the North Channel and Velor. From the wilds of the Breaklands to the hateful cold of Durga. Finally, then, to Dwindler's Ridge, where darkness met pure, angry fire. We've traced your steps from beginning to end and back again. We studied his reign, the terror he seeded, the violence he wrought as if free of conscience, only to discover a true and terrible thing. He was not simply the monster the legends claim him to be, though in finding this truth, we've come to understand the desire to build an armor or false narrative around all he'd done, all he'd become. Yet that understanding, our understanding, of the need to control yours mythology should not be seen as agreement on the matter. Quite the opposite, actually. When viewed as he truly was, not as he has imagined, we challenge the known mythologicized depiction of the man we know as dead, dredged in your. In our estimation, the monster so many see was, in fact, the best of us. His sacrifice total. His vile means meant to carve a greater end. They hide this truth because they fear the consequences of those who would dare follow in his footsteps to tempt the darkness, to allow one's light to be tainted. Few could walk that ledge and not fall completely into despair. And while theories exist to support or contradict the purity of the gift we wield, yours life offers a glimpse into the unexplored possibility. Orsa agrees. He also believes, as I do, that there is a manner in which we may be able to replicate yours damnation while avoiding the same heavy toll. We will surely be judged for what it is we are about to achieve. And there will surely come a time when the lone gunman will want words, or worse. But we go now upon an old path, one we seek to make our own. And should we fail, may the light avenge all those we make to suffer. Insert vomiting noises here. (laughs) Look at the baby Tolans! Oh, they're so cute! Go stomp them into the ground. And you get a baby Tolan. And you get a baby Tolan. And you get a baby Tolan. Put bird hey, beaks on all your guns. So, so I just want to I just want to reiterate. Cute, yeah, go for it. Great. It's like as long as they're as cute as baby Groot, I don't care. They are not. They will I be just, vile betrayers and disgusting. Demo, Demo, do you also see them just sitting there in a circle going, Peace is a lie, there is only passion through passion uh, and strength. Don't through... don't taint don't taint the beautiful Sith with this. <laughs> <laughs> the Sith the Sith didn't betray anybody. <laughs> don't don't go there. <laughs> you leave my Sith out of this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to call timeout on that argument. <laughs> oh my god. Before oh. somebody blows up or gets 
airline ticket order. <laughs> so I hate I hate Toland and and Yor as much as the rest of me, which is a lot. But the Shadows of Yor I actually think is an interesting card. I mean, they're definitely misguided and mm-hmm. and dumb, but <laughs> it's at least an interesting philosophy. Yeah, and I. You know, Damo, we've we've talked about this. You and I have talked we were about blue this. In the face. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> we would argue about this all the time. But the one thing that we do agree on is that you know, and this kind of confirms the the thing that we've talked about is light does not equal good. Because so, the, I mean, thing, I, the thing is, is or, sorry, just real quick. The thing is, is these individuals who have just basically called Dredgen or the hero. They're still using the light, or they think they are. Well, I mean, um, but the they're still using painted. the powers. But but the power, the manifestation of the power, is still there, right? But Their ghosts painted. are still there. Yeah. So I so I, I I mean I brought this up earlier that there's it, there's now I think enough info and and meat to have a discussion that is light versus light and dark versus good and evil, like because they're. They're being separated a little bit um, mm-hmm. at this point. They're they're no longer clearly delineated as they they used to be. Um, and yeah, that is a good point. It is definitely some Roland versus Coffin Hunters coming up for ending these jerks. Oh my um, god! <laughs> so excited! I was so excited when I yeah. read, especially the next the is it the next card that we're gonna? Yeah, the next or no, the last word five, last yeah. word five card. Oh my gosh. Roland yep. versus Coffin Hunters is confirmed. Um, but yeah, I think it. I think that these guys officially blurred the line between good and evil more than I think anything but the the Elixni have before. I get, yeah. I mean, well, and it's it's because of the. I don't even want to call it really deification, but the the rising up of the translation of what exactly it was that that Dredgen or Rezel did. I would say seek the truth seeking with regard to. Uh, to your yeah yeah and i mean in the thing and the reason that i kind of tongue-in-cheek refer to them as baby tolans is first off it it drives demo up a wall but second off uh second off the the idea of um being strong enough to toe the line between the light and the dark and being strong enough to come back that yeah well we know Toland Toland didn't care at all about well, coming back well yeah but, yeah um, but i mean but the point is is that you know toland is the one that that kind of talks about going into the dark and coming back to the light. Yeah, um, indeed. And unlike uh, Toland and Yor, whom we don't strictly have any evidence of good doing from them. Like realistically, we, we don't, there's no uh, proof that either of them did good things. Well, well, and we can let, if we're going to fight about the Toland, let's, let's, no, let's no, 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 no. End. I was going to say Rezel did good things. But no, but he's not your right Let's, right right yeah that's fair because the yeah, distinction between, he did good deeds but as as as, as Rezel, Rezel not as your which is why he changed yes. his name was to protect and arguably we don't have that much info about what good deeds even Rezel did some but not that much but my point was that these these shadows of your um, for all we know they may have done good because uh, I mean we we only know they exist we don't know really what they've done realistically at all. Do we, has there been any cards talking about their deeds other than sort of other, mentioning other that they're than there? They like dressing up in, what was it that Mel called it? Hot topic. Goth. The hot oh topic. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the goth and running around. They'd like dressing in dark clothes and running around the crucible, scaring people. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think, you know, other than experimenting with the pushing the limits on weapon creation, 
uh, because they are, you know, everyone who's complaining about the return of Thorn. These are the guys who who you can um, blame for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have y'all looked into at all where these places are that the card references? Like if they're so, real? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I did quick so, Google searches and didn't find much. Yeah, I didn't find much on Velour. Um, a lot of references to Velour, which is something different, apparently. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but actually, when you look up Durga, yeah, you get some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, um, some pretty cool Hindi stuff. Is uh, Durga was a Hindi goddess. She's the warrior goddess whose mythology centers around combating evils and demonic forces that threaten peace, prosperity, and the Dharma of the good. So I thought that was a little weird. I was totally expecting to find a place in India that I could maybe nail down some timeline geography, but no. And the I, North, the North I, Channel. I would was, hesitate. Oh, sorry. Go I would it, hesitate to assume that anything had names that we would recognize after the collapse. I mean, honestly, I would hesitate to think that there was very much similar even during the Golden Age. But after the collapse, I'm betting that there were no more nations and no more city names. I know, but you know how old things endure. Yeah, but I think not across that. <laughs> okay, can I have a question real quick on Absolutely. this card? Because you guys automatically went straight to Toland, yet there's actually... Is there any mention of references to Toland in either of those two cards? No. Or is it just the fact that not by Toland name. was a so, kind of a Well, the connection, is, yeah. the connection is... Is that he made bad juju, which is basically an, an homage to Rose, as far as I can tell. To recreate, yeah, because he literally straps hive stuff to a gun and lets right. it pervert it. So, and a bird beak. So I feel like he Toland probably, if he, I mean, he may very well have been a shadow of Yor or worked with them, but it definitely seems like he was influenced by Yor. Um, yeah. And also, he does very much follow Yor's path of. You know, oh, maybe I could use this darkness to help my friends. No, 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 wait, murder my friends. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Sacrifice them. Okay. Um, and right. the, the quote is actually from the parables of the offspring. It's the courage to walk into the darkness, but strength to return to the light. Which we know he didn't have. Yeah, which, I mean, that's that's an Osiris connection, so... I think Can Osiris you, might have. You won me over on that. Yeah, I know. I, I would argue that Osiris did, but Toled, I think. He got tired of talking to you small human form heads. <laughs> no, he really wanted to get him some of that air ute booty. <laughs> we and he this argument did. Again. <laughs> he did get himself some of the air ute booty. She, she defined him to be false. <laughs> it, you know, cheating happens. Sometimes you just... It happens. <laughs> All right. So, shall we move on? Anybody got anything more on that? I think that's uh, it. Let's do it. Yeah, I think that I think we can go to Thorn Five. Okay. So Thorn Five is a series of uh it's a transcript of some interactions and it's got that whole type transcript parties, one designation two, one designation one, guardian type, class hunter. Point one. I mean, it goes through all of that, and it's uh, the talk between uh, Dredgen Vale and Dredgen uh, Dredgen Vale's Zyre Orsa, and who's the other one? Gosh, I think that's the two. It. It's, yeah. I think it's uh, literally Orsa. Just, it's just 
or yeah. Cesar is the only one talking. Is mm-hmm. yeah, Dark Dean Vale. She's talking to and... someone, but it doesn't say who. Right. Yeah. So she says, "We have tamed the sickness, broken it with unwilling sacrifice." <clears throat> sort of <logic. laughs> cough. Um, uh. Now we claim our reward. Have you heard the whispers, brothers, sister? The shadow speaks. All we have to do is listen. Its secrets are a gift. Its gift, our evolution. The others misunderstand. We are the weapons of sorrow, living and free. The hated heroes of this broken age. So, yeah, that's totally just following the sword logic idea. I actually don't know that I agree. I think they're just killing people. I think that I think that it's different than the sword logic because they specifically say sacrifice, um, willing sacrifice, meaning murder. Yeah, but I think that it's different than sword logic because sword logic is proving yourself against an enemy. the The act of sacrifice is usually not a fight, right? It speaks to me that they probably kidnapped villagers and townsfolk and killed them, not went and found a giant big enemy and punched him to death and gained power okay. through it. Is is my I interpretation. Um, that, but it's very much so kind of that similar idea of killing to make yourself stronger in one yes. shape or another. Mm-hmm. I, was, I also I think that this is interesting and in that the weapons of sorrow aren't apparently weapons. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a problem. <laughs> That's a problem. Fundamental uh, aspects of the Vanguard and the Conclave in general are wrong. <laughs> oh, that's a big one. Uh, no, they could I mean, be... It's not going to matter because Shin Malfer is going oh, to end each and every one of God. them, but... Pow, pow, pow. <laughs> we hope. The lone gunman. Um, he's going to come have no, words with he's us. he's going to have his cotet. <laughs> yeah, I know! That's... Ah, I'm going to get to that. Um... I was going to say the the sacrifice piece, the other thing that came to mind for me is the concept of many dark rites being uh, using innocent blood to actually mm-hmm. quench blades. So yeah. like when you make a weapon, usually a process is that sometimes you'll actually do a cold a cold plunge, which is when you just dip it in water. It doesn't have not, to be cold. Not, water. not sometimes. It's always and it does have to be pretty cold. Does it? Because like I I, I've I've studied blacksmithing for a few years. Well, I know, but I mean, like, well, okay. Anyways, like horse. When you do horseshoes, you, that's you don't necessarily want to do that because it makes the metal no. really brittle. Um, well, because you're only forging them once is the thing. Oh, uh, okay. So when you wrap, okay. Anyways, um, but a practice, a common view. It's not necessarily truly a practice, but a, a practice that is often associated with dark rites is instead of water, you use blood. And and dark right usually. I mean, uh, was it wasn't it Tolkien that had the Urukai blades, the blood swords, the blood yeah. swords, right? That was the what I can't remember. Tolkien was big on them, and so was Howard. Oh, that's Tolkien right. Howard was yeah. Okay. So yeah. I mean, I mean, that's to me, that's kind of actually where that that is because actually re- what I took. Yeah, because remember the sickness that they're talking about is actually imbued in the gun. The guns, the thorns that they're talking about, because that was what they're trying to do. They're trying to don't agree. Well, no, no, no. In in the earlier uh, fragments with the shadows, they were talking about how they needed to overcome the taint. Right. But the sickness that I think they're talking about overcoming is in themselves. Oh, I can see that. I always associated it with actually being associated with the gun. I think that the, the weapons were just tests. Well, but the weapons were quenched in the ash of hive. Right, but what I'm saying is, I think that the weapons were tests for doing the process to themselves. Oh, so you think? Oh, okay. 
I see I, that's what I think I that they aren't the weapons going. of sorrow. I think that they were just like the, think... the, the base level alpha prototype for the weapons of sorrow. And then I think they used that process to do to that to them to themselves. So you think they might have even grafted stuff onto themselves? I absolutely think they did. <laughs> that's even more disturbing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, a big theme in this in this in this age of triumph is um, wearing, yeah. wearing wearing the things you kill. Yeah, because a bunch of like a bunch of the the Vex armor does it. Um, there's that. There's another card that we're going to talk about later where they do it. And I think I think that is that is what I took away from this. Oh, they even they, they even made a note. They in turned the themselves into weapon of, of sorrow. Mm-hmm. And they even made a note in the the streams about you wear what you kill. Yeah. Which, I mean, could have just been a, a turn of phrase, but I don't really put anything past Bungie. No, I don't. And I think that they're really, really, really... I think that this is a good sign because I believe that they have... This feels much more cohesive than lore we've gotten, even mm-hmm. as even in, even in, to my opinion, the Wrath of the Machine. Um, I think that this is much more comprehensive. There's a lot of clues. There's a lot of hints. There's a lot of teasing. Um, and I, I think... Yeah, I think that there's a lot more cohesive stuff, and I, so I think that was a specific drop. But yeah, that's my takeaway: is I think that they they practice with the weapons of sorrow, possibly even saw guardians using them without ill effect after they reintroduced them to the guardians, and then cleansed themselves of of whatever taint was working its way into them. And perhaps that's their way to not follow uh, Yora's path is to try to cleanse this taint and just take the dark power without any of the darkness will infest yeah, i mean like i don't know yeah there didn't even that did that particular aspect didn't even because i even thought say i it. thought they were i thought they were just talking like figuratively you know like it's secrets was, it's secrets are a gift it's gift our evolution mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the others misunderstand we are the weapons of sorrow living and free i think that is clear like i think they're saying that those those toys that we let them think were the weapons of sorrow are not the weapons of sorrow they were just a test that might be why the weapons of sorrow are myth and legend because they were only a couple of them made to test out this process. And then the shadows did it to themselves instead. Possible. So have you guys thought about the possibility that the shadows of your, the corruption of Rezel, the weapons of sorrow, all of this is just a, an elaborate plan to corrupt the guardians put forth by a, uh, Possibly Savathun, because she has a a freaking history of kind of infiltrating, corrupting, planting covens amongst hey, the civilization. Hey, you leave the wish dragons alone now, okay? Hey, I believe, I believe, if you go back in in the books of sorrow yeah, and look at maybe like the the gift mask. Card, no, you're you're right. You're that right. is a, that is her mmo. I her mo. I don't think it is. <laughs> I, like that. I like She's, that too. I like that it, too. It's also her mmo. <laughs> I, I ran with her on Sundays. It's great. <laughs> you would not believe this, but she's the best healer in the world. No, but could that not be what this all is? Could, could, uh, no so team needs seven my snipers. my interpretation of this, I would say no. Because to me, the, the Hive should be more scared of this than even us killing Oryx. Because if, really? if, if I'm right, and these guys have taken the powers mm-hmm. of the darkness and stripped out the worm's taint and and the formless one's taint and taken those powers and cleanse them of of the darkness's baggage the hive should fear that more than anything ever just, like that is terrifying they just That's found taking the, the they, taking yeah they just found the loophole in the faustian bargain is what they did 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, unlimited power, none of the drawbacks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> live in space. Be a thing. I mean, wouldn't that be a comp- as far as story writing goes, that would be a terrible, terrible thing to write into the story because that would be something that would be very difficult to write out or to conquer or to defeat. Well, but again, Granted, that's assuming. It would assuming... be totally awesome. Well, right. we but killed that's Oryx, a... so yeah. defeating it I'm not too scared of because we're definitely huge, 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 huge bad The Hive should be scared of it because, I mean, this might be how they escalate the Hive threat. I mean, for all we know, Savathun could be like, I'm giving up my worm. Please save me from these seven crazy ex-guardians. Mm. <laughs> well, and the thing, so, the other thing is, is that's assuming that there actually isn't a cost. Yeah. And they, they could be right. wrong about that. They could be delusional. Shin could be, could be the man that I know him to be, and he could have hunted them down anyway. Speaking of Shin, do we want to move to the next card? Because it sure. actually has relation to Shin. <laughs> <laughs> So this is the My ghost boy. <laughs> this is the ghost fragment. The That's last man right there. Let's do this. Uh, it is another transcript. It's so. Wait, is that in, something we all agree on? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, it is because Shin Shin is Roland, and he is. You you can't you can't go wrong with that. Um, so Shin this is first. this is a uh, transcript again within the same format of the general last word thorn series. Uh, this is actually a conversation between a ghost type designate redacted, which is oh interesting. Oh, I just kind of connected those dots, um, and I'll be talking about that in just a second. Uh, and then, and then a guardian uh, class hunter. All right, so user one, actually green. You want to help me with this one? Sure. Which you want? I don't know which one you do you care. Green should take the ghost. You get, you uh which one is the ghost user one user one yeah will you yes. fight them the shadows those who have taken up arms in the name of your the hope is they are more careful than their inspiration do you believe that will make a difference no then what will you do the vanguard has an eye on the vanguard has have their eyes on many things i'm aware then what will you do what needs to be done can I make a okay? Here's a, just a quick statement about this card before you dive in. Before you dive in, <laughs> just brain, stop brain it. Breaks. Ghost bombs. Uh, the associations. I think this is my prediction. These are the names of some of the areas we're going to be visiting in D two. I can see I that. Agree. I can see that. Durga, Dwindler's Ridge, possibly. We know Durga's cold as heck. Right. I think these are places we're actually going to be able to go and visit and patrol. Yeah, which would be amazing to go and hang out in Dwindler's Ridge if that's actually a place. Mm-hmm. It'd be like it. It would be our Gettysburg. I mean, if we're going after the shadows, I definitely think we're going to end up in Dwindler's Ridge because I think that's if they do that, we will go after them there. Right. I um, agree completely. I also want to point out one thing that's that the Vanguard exists in this card, which means that this is, in my opinion, a long time since the saga began. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and we know we know that this is this also seems to take place after his conversation with Ikora, uh, who at the time of that conversation was the designate. So that was back when Osiris is still the commander. Um, yes, and I no go for it. And for also it. that means that uh, if this is Shin, then he is definitely not just a human. Which I've heard some people there's been debate about that. Yeah, there but, is yeah because the question with Shin is you know. At what point in time did he become a guardian? Right. Mm-hmm. It is also is the only guardian? example we have of a living person becoming a guardian. 
Well, and that and yeah, and that's the thing is like, did he or is he a child guardian? Because there is there's a really interesting theory. And I can't remember who came up with it, but it's um oh it is the I think it's oh, the, Jesus. What if Shin Malfer is Marcus? No, he's not. Stop it! He's not. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> you broke Justin, but no, it's it's Jim not Malfour. because Marcus Jim Marcus Malfour. Marcus is in Fallen Six. Yeah. yeah. Um. No, he's not we doing Stop Marcus it. rent. Um, That's what we're talking about. Right yeah. Now? No. Okay. No. Um, no. I just wanted to break. Justin. I do love. I do love how how he is kind of mentioned in Fallen. That one guy that all the SRL people. Fa- um. No. So the thing that I was actually gonna talk on with the associations. Uh. Well, actually, it's the parties. Um is the ghost type designate redacted. There's, to my mind, there is only one ghost type designate redacted in the grimoire that we have access to currently. Yours. Mm-hmm. So this this potentially... And, and the reason I say that is uh, chat's talking about it right now, um, about it could be Ward's ghost. Um, the, the argument that I'm having against that is that we, A, never really had a transcript between Ward and his ghost. We've only had a, what I would call a narration card. There's never been a record card, I guess would be the, I don't even know what you would call these. This is actually a transcript record, whereas most of the last word cards were actually kind of more narrated. Yeah. Um, like narrated I actually, from a third person removed. Like diary entries. Right, right, I right, actually, right, right. I actually think that this is yours ghost, not not Shen's ghost talking to him. Oh, and the tone of the ghost is, I totally think, is the other kind of hint there is... Yeah. I, I don't... I mean, like, I I know this is just text because we don't obviously have the audio, but I mean, like... It says pin, right there, audio unavailable. Yeah, pin, yeah, I know. It's right there. In plain, plain as purple crayon. Um, never mind. Sorry, I was watching. Anyways, um, pins, pins made the point too. Is like this ghost kind of sounds a little pissed off. <laughs> it sounds like yeah. he's kind of pushing for for something to be. No, done I mean here. the ghost wants them dead. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, so I think it's yours ghost. I think it's I, the ghost he abandoned because we don't know that he killed his ghost. Well, we know he yeah, we know that he abandoned his ghost. So, my guess is the ghost went and took the information he got cuz like if you if you one thing that they're conspicuous to point out is that the ghost was interrogating Yor as he was falling. So, I think that the ghost felt like he failed and went to find somebody who could shatter um shatter Yor's legacy and fix his mistake, right? Because you got to think, if that ghost is alive, he's going to feel pretty crappy because he picked this person. You know, it's it's his right. choice. Oh, yeah. No, and well, and that's the oh, thing yeah. is like, I mean... It's like when you refer a friend for a job and he doesn't show up. Well, yeah, except your friend... No, it's when, it's when you refer a friend for a job and he shows up and with he, an AR-15. And he murders a bunch of people. Yeah. <laughs> Hasn't happened to me yet. So... So I, I definitely think this is yours ghost trying to fix his thing. And it, I think that we may even run into yours ghost. If they, if the, if we do go after the shadows, I think that they will, his, his ghost may be a character mm. helping us to defeat them. If the, if that's a plot line. Yeah. And uh, green, I know you just, you just put that, that's going to cause explosions. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's um, why I'm not. That's why I'm not saying it aloud. I, but okay, you know what? So, I'm going. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Okay, it's it's ah! super 
unlikely just because it's just me throwing it out there, but it's super unlikely. Could that ghost be our ghost? So I'm going to say no, and I'm going to say no because this ghost wants to kill the shadows, which indicates competency is more than an overblown garage door opener, and therefore it cannot be our ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey. Do you mean to tell me you can get into your house before five waves of enemies come at you? My my standard garage door opener does not require five waves of enemies. No, when I, just, get I hit to the, the house, I've got to fight five waves of enemies before I get in. I thought that was standard. Oh, this is just binary. This will be easy. <laughs> it seems they know rudimentary encryption. Oh, well, other ones do. Traveler. Oh my God. Ours does not. Ours oh can't no. even hack into it's the cabals thing. They're too they're so unsubtle they throw planets at people, but he can't break yeah. the damn firewall. And their freaking password was password. <laughs> yeah. And or he still had trouble with them. Oh my god. <laughs> speaking so no, speaking speaking no, of that, did you guys ghost. did you have you guys seen the new yeah. the new yeah, Easter egg? I did. The new Easter I egg. Crap my pants. Oh my gosh, uh-huh. it's so good. Where's it at? Uh it's the it's the wizard from the moon. Oh, what is that mission? Which uh, one? I was like, which one? The first yeah, one. The first one near yeah, the, yeah. the... I just blanked on that. But oh, yeah. um, they actually embedded uh, Dinklebot back into the game. And then like... Really? There's Yeah, there's a quote of, that wizard came from the moon. And then the ghost goes, <clears throat> from the moon, from the moon. In, in Nolan's voice. Oh, that's funny. It's that's amazing. Hilarious. Yeah, it's the yeah, first, I mean, they it's had, the first they had mission to, in Skywatch. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Pens. So yeah, I, I, my, my theory is this is yours, Ghost. I out for revenge. I, I, I don't. But, but I can is, see that. I can see it's yours, Ghost, <laughs> talking to Shinalfer. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what I read it as, just because of the associations that are tied to it. Because there's really no other reason why Shin would be involved in this card otherwise. Well, my question is how did Shin? Word. How did Shin even know about the shadows? That's where that's where the, I got started on this, and that's actually why I went up and looked the red act thing up. Uh, I think Shin's ghost is there. I think it's just watching. I don't think it's participating in this conversation. Blue, sorry, you typed that. In. Yeah, no, I you was know, in in, in in our chat. I was like, "Where is Shin's ghost? It's bugging um, me." Because, like, well, but the, the fact that, like, why does Shin even know about the shadows? They, well, like, I, because, I doubt that they're. I doubt they took out an ad in the uh, paper. I can answer that. Recruiting. It is Ghost Fragment Widow's Court, I believe, where it's the conversation. Yeah, um, it's the conversation between Shin and Ikora. Uh, he basically is like he he's telling Ikora. He's like, no, these guys are. You you are you're playing. They're playing with fire. And can you uh, can you link that? I forgot that. Yeah. So uh, it's Ghost Fragment Widow Court. Let me grab that link for you real quick. Uh, and it's it's a really short card. Um, Just go ahead and read it then. It's Shin says, "I'm telling you this now because you don't seem to be taking it seriously." And Ikora responds. Uh, Ikora responds with, "We are aware of and share your concerns and in our monitoring. It could be you're too close to this situation to get a full or clear full view." To which Shin kind of fires back with, too close. I've seen the vids from Widow's Court. They're playing with death. So he, he I think he picked up on the fact that, I don't know, there's a thorn in Crucible again. 
And yeah. he's like, I mean, I don't, I think that's kind of how he even came, you know, they kind of got onto his radar because obviously he's got a bit of a, a checkered pass with Thorn. Um, you know, I mean, he hates it like every other guardian does. We yeah, all channel well, probably, shit. Probably more, <laughs> probably more a little bit. It was, it was a joke. But I mean, yeah, but I mean, so, I mean, I'm sure he's kind of got like this thing of like, oh, that thing's back. Why is that thing back? And then that kind of probably led to a, disc- you know, a, a looking into him. But I, I think well, I, the widow's court fragment is where kind of the, the red flag for him uh, is like, rank. <laughs> Yeah, I think that actually, yeah, that's that's a good point. But yeah, I think your ghost and Shin share a goal in that they're they both want everything that even sort of thinks or looks like your to be off this this universe. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that goes that goes to the the uh, the I don't, I don't even I don't even know what word it would be, but like the creating of the myth myth of your. And, you know, like the over the over compensation for purging his story, because your, you know, like we've kind of been dancing around the, the conversation here is like yours proof that a guardian doesn't have to be a good guy. I mean, that's that that even is stated. And I think it was like Thorn three where it's when he's killing the bandits. One of the bandits yep. is like. I thought you were a guardian. I thought you were supposed to be, you know, a good, and he kind of fires back at him. He's like, Oh, that's not, you know, that doesn't mean anything basically. Yeah. So I, I just, yeah. Oh God. The entire Dwindler's Ridge saga has been, well, it's the most fleshed out story in destiny. It, and that include, I'm including the actual game itself. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> and, and, that, and I think that, I think there's a reason for that. And I think that's kind of the, the question of the morality of the guardians and what exactly is allowed and what isn't, you know? And yeah. the thing is, is well, sh- yours, the, the questioning one, that's the one we can point out and go, yep, this is a bad guy that was a guardian, right? Like that's, that's fairly easy. We have a lot of other ambiguous ones. And then like, we came into some later, right? Because the warlord that Fellwinter executes was obviously not a good dude. Yeah. But I mean, I would argue that he was a warlord, not a guardian, right? But we, but he, we know he had a ghost. Oh so he yeah, was, yeah, he was a he was a risen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I, he I definitely like he had a ghost, so he was one of us. Right. But and he, uh, I mean, he was a bad person. <laughs> right. Uh, pins pins gave me that it's thorn two is the conversation between uh, your and the bandits. Or, yeah. Well, the three unnamed individuals. <sighs> yeah. Dead people. So yes. So you wanna you wanna move to. Uh, Move to the next big, big thing. You I think Damo. I think Damo has has something. Are you ready to, to go to about. the reef? I got. I Actually, got she's. One, I'm going to take this one, but I'm going to say one more thing about the what class Yor might have been, just to kind of say that he was classless as one like final argument that he was classless. If you look in Thorn Four, that redacted guardian type class redacted that makes me think that he is not classless. He is. Anymore. The Omniclass. He is the Omniclass. He is the he is the Power Ranger Mega Droid <clears throat> Voltron Guardians. Ay 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 ay. All right, moving moving past moving past. Got my last one. Ghost Fragment Reef Four. The point where we finally find out what happened to Prince Aldrin. That's not in the card. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> Although we actually did hear about him after the war before this one, though. 
Yeah, but it's just yeah. him whining about how he can. He was. Yeah. But we knew he was alive. But anyway, keep going. Yeah. Anyway, here's the card. He let his captors drag him through the dirt. His arms ached, two hands wrapped around each bicep like iron bands. He slumped, and the toes of his scuffed boots bumped over the stones, and he left trails in the dust. He kept his eyes low, a ragged and stained cloak hanging over his face. It was not a position to which he was accustomed. They debased him. They abused him. He bit the inside of his cheek until the blood filled his mouth. He struggled not to resist. They needed to believe he was broken, that he wasn't a threat. It was the only way they would let they would bring him before their kel. He'd spend weeks weaving the illusion that led the fallen to him. He'd left bits of his trail where they couldn't f- help but find them. He skulked from planet to planet, Mars, then Venus, then Mercury, then back again, following rumors and whispers. He'd hid from the Guardians, from his own people. He'd let everything they had built fall apart, while those still loyal to him searched every inch of this forsaken system. Now, it was time to stop searching and start building. He would need soldiers who answered to him and no one else, bodies to shape will and magic and tech to his needs. These would serve. He thought they would take him to a catch, but they were deep underground, not near the Cosmodrome, but it didn't matter. He'd never been particularly concerned with the geography of this blasted world. It's not his home. So he bent his head low and listened to the guttural strings of hisses and clicks issuing from the maw of a would-be king in yellow, a broken ruler of a broken house, and the last of his kind. They were more alike than he cared to admit. When the creature's anger had burnt itself out, he raised his head to look at it. He did not need to speak. One crow rises... And another bends its knee, and the prince felt little hum of a starlight ripple through him, the one that let him know she would be pleased with what he had done. So I have like six or seven quick things to go over before we start the discussion. <laughs> okay. The, the first is an interesting potential referent, reference, which is the king in yellow. Um, I don't know if anybody in here is familiar with the mythos, uh, Lovecraft's stuff, but... Uh, uh, the king in yellow is one of the elders, and a particularly nasty one named Haster. Elder God. Um, oh God! He's he's basically the god of insanity. Um, there's a there's actually a play that in the story that he unleashes on Earth that anybody who watches it to completion is driven inexplicably and horrifyingly mad. Um, I just thought that's an interesting reference. Um, the next thing is, I guess we can go into the discussion, and I'll just bring him up there if anybody's got anything else. So easy thing to kind of say is that the prince is playing what's left of the fallen they're on earth somewhere underground and we find that he gets brought in front of the kell of kings pretty straightforward it doesn't say if prince aldrin technically is the new kell that rises or if it's the king that rises but you assume with the tone of the card that it's aldrin standing up and being kind of the sneaky new Kel, just like his sister took over the house of wolves. He's taking over the house of Kings. Yeah. It's that is true. It's very odd though, that given the, the fallen kind of a hierarchy, like how their power structure works, that you would be able to be drugged there as a captive and 
quite he, simply look up at the kill and become king, like without some show of force. He, I don't think he looks up at him. I think he rips him apart with magic. I think that's why he wanted to mm-hmm. get there. Is he wanted to get close to him so that he could just eliminate him, and then you know everybody else looks at him like, well, you just killed you know one of the probably the scariest Kel in the system. So what do you want, boss? Because like yeah. the, the one Kel rises and another one bends its knee, like that that means that somewhere in the course of that line he becomes a Kel because he wasn't. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily think that he rips him apart. I think that there's more to the Awoken powers that we haven't really talked gotten to yeah because it, there's so much in that background of the powers that we know with the tetrums mm-hmm. that we don't know about what they can do singularly we don't know what the queen could do we have no idea what P- prince aldrin can do on his own yep and it, it's completely possible that he actually has some med oh gosh tech which is yeah he has some magic on his own where he so thing so aldrin is yondu from guardians of the galaxy with his little arrow, <laughs> I think I think much scarier than that. I think um, yeah, because I was going to say you know just to interject here real quick <laughs> to to kind of agree with with Green on this one. I don't think he tears him apart as much as he subjects him. Mm-hmm. Because I think yeah, he kills. I think he kills him. I I, I don't, was thinking this was know. all. A, I think, he, I think a, he, a psychological pissing match. I don't think that the fallen work like that. I don't think that. But they do, like but, only- they, but they do in a way because if he can force another, if he can force the terrifying Kel to to um, bend its knee to him, but it would just stab him in the back at the first opportunity. Whereas a show of strength, uh, I think I, it's I, only I, I, through it's a show of strength. Yeah, so it's not necessarily a show of strength. It's a show of dominance, and Prince Aldrin is showing that he's much more dominant than the so- King of Kells. Here, here's my question. Or whatever. The the last line, and the prince felt the little hum of starlight ripple through him. The one that let him know she would be pleased with what he had done. Is this power that he um, that he possesses, or is this something that Mara has imbued him with? I think there's a connection between him and uh, and Mara Sov, but I don't necessarily know it's something that she gave him. It's well, more I don't. The, yeah the connection of the awoken that he feels like this is something she, this is a move she would have done because if you look at the whole reef wars and the the plotting and stuff that she did to take out the take apart all the different houses the way she did this is a very small play in comparison it's one that would she would be proud of because it's it's subversion and that's the way that she works so one thing i want to point out though is that if you if you look at the card that talks about him after and the fact that he never went back to the Awoken, I think that the only way he changes gears and does something other than search for Mara is if he found Mara. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, point. I think he would just be searching for Mara. He's talking about... He, and like It's not even like he's recruiting these people. He's specifically saying he needs these bodies and soldiers to build something. So to me, you that know, says that he has finished his last... Yeah, no, I was, gonna, I was actually going to build on that. So... I, this might this might get me in hot water, but we know that in Destiny, in the universe of Destiny, things can exist in things in ways other than physical, right? Right. Who's to say that Mara still has a physical frame? What if, uh, what if he found her in the starlight? What if she is the starlight? That it could be. Like what happened to Mara is not 
even sort of known. I still think um I still think she jumped up into Oryx's throne dimension and may have possibly taken it for herself. Oh yeah, I mean him. like I think I think there's a strong possibility that she is still, you know, still around. But I mean, kind of building off your point about he he's kind of obsessed with finding his sister. Like yep. the, he wouldn't he wouldn't suddenly shift gears. And I mean, the thing is is the last we heard of Aldrin, he was on Mars, stranded, stranded on Mars. Now, granted, he had his crows, and they were, you know, they were already, you know, working there. But I mean, he's now on Earth, so he's he's kind of, and you know, for those of us who who are kind of like me and have struggle with the the layout of the galaxy here, Earth is the opposite way of the reef from Mars. Like you're kind of going the the backwards process here Um, well and he even says specifically in this card that he let everything he built fall apart right he's 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 done with it he's he mara is all that matters to him even what he what he spent time building with her is not important what is important is his queen Mm -hmm. which yeah i mean in uh, oh yeah so he's i mean the other point here is you guys mentioned the tetunes he could be rebuilding tetunes too could be so it's You guys want to you want to talk talk about the fallen a little bit more and exactly can, what's going I can, on? I could do fallen six. Yeah, you want to do fallen six? Let's do that. Um, so this, I'm going to skip the beginning text. Uh, it's a it's a communique between the tower and recon groups A, J, and T return to tower actual at three local time. No casualties. Light injuries across multiple members of J and T teams. Full debrief to follow. Breaking mission top sheet protocol, Commander. I want you to understand the scope of what we're looking at here. As the fire teams fanned out across the region, the devils rushed to meet them. Our forces dealt with some post-Siva pockets of splicer activity, and every once in a while, the kings popped their heads up and scared the hell out of everyone. In other words, situation absolutely normal. That's a lie. The fallen are abandoning the Cosmodrome. Hawk flyovers confirm. The House of Devil forces are simply not there anymore. They've been disorganized for the last few years, but there's never been a shortage of ground troops whenever we had staged a significant sortie. Intel source Green Raven was right. And for the moment, it's worth assuming the reports on the House of Exiles, House of Winter, and House were fact-checking against independent fire team reports from the field. The kid all the SRL fans talk about. Marcus? He was in one of the fire teams out at the Cosmodrome. He pulled me aside and said it to me straight. The fallen houses are gone. The siege is broken. The stalemate we've had with the Elixni for what? A hundred years? It's over. We won. Commander, I'm not even sure they're flying banners anymore. The team found huge mounds of burnt cloth and armor, ceremonial piles, and several of the most hardcore fallen holdouts. What's changed? Where have the fallen gone? Why have they burned their banners? I'm drawing up a plan to coordinate forces from the Queen's Wrath, Fellwinter Peak, and Warlock Orders, and more non-traditional outfits to follow up on these reports. I believe your wisdom will guide us through the trials ahead. So so is it just me, or is anyone else freaking out that the fact that we'd actually have a time frame given to us here? Yeah. That's that's not <laughs> like we know when this communique actually happens. No, no, no. Like yeah. the stalemate that we've had for the elixir for a hundred years. Oh, Longer. Wait, a hundred years? What? When would when, when did this stalemate begin? Probably I don't know, around the time one of their big kells got headbutted. <laughs> right? Lots I mean happened in a hundred years. Well, no, I mean well, yeah, I mean I I think yes. But my point is, is but that yeah, from Saint fourteen versus where we're at now. It's yeah, it's been a long time. I mean, it, yes, it's been a long time, and I don't think our guardian has been around, but for like a, a, a you know 
speck of it. Speck of it. But I, I just I want to reiterate that it seems like we've just been given a bit of important information here. Saint the the whole Twilight Gap situation, you know that that entire whole thing. We've just been kind of given a slight nod, maybe that that was about a hundred years ago. So, and and the reason why I'm kind of freaking out about that is because Bungie doesn't give us times in Destiny <laughs> nearly at all. Actually, at all, um, there's really no concrete time given to us. I think there was a, a nod in the Rise of Iron that Fell Winter Peak was about 400 years. So yeah, it was the first time we got some scope actually, which was nice. Right. So I mean, I I I like I like this I like this trend this this trajectory that we're on with giving us a little bit of clarity there. Yeah. Right. And I love how this card just kind of reiterates the fact that all fallen have been now gathered under one banner. They've burned all their separation and there's somebody who's united them. Possibly the Kell of Kells. I so the kind of obvious one, given the card we just read, is that Aldrin has somehow done them. Mm-hmm. But I actually think that, personally, I think that's a red herring. I think you're right. I think either Varix woke up and realized he's the Kell of Kells, or more likely he found the person. Because I, I, I think you're right. The burning banners is a significant thing. And I don't think it's just a, oh, we lost. I think something happened to gather all these people together. Mm-hmm. I And it's... A uniting force is what it sounds like. It's what the kind of building up to be. But the like the card before it makes you want to believe that Aldrin is the one who's taken over. But we don't know that for sure. So and conspicuously, when they're listing out the houses, they don't mention mm-hmm. kings. They do mention right. exiles. They mention everybody but kings. So, yeah. <laughs> As much new information as we have, it's as vague as it ever was. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, but it isn't really. It's, it's, it's oh it is, man. It's so Because much. at least now things have happened. I'm not complaining. Well, but this is one of the first times where they've said, okay, you won. You beat somebody. You're, they're done. Yeah. Right. Even, even the taken in the hive, as trashed as we've, we don't get that. We don't get that. Well, here's the other thing that this could possibly lead to. I mean, it opens up lots of different possibilities that we possibly have a new uh, competing force within the the universe that we're in currently, or the fact that we could possibly fight alongside. Oh, please, 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 Elixir playable D2. Just let it happen. <laughs> I want my forearms! <laughs> yeah. Yeah! Okay, the other... And the if other... you suck in a raid, you get docked. <laughs> oh... Not cool, dude. Harsh. Too, Harsh. too soon. Too soon. So, okay, before we go on, I just want to make amazing. a really interesting <laughs> thing. I have never realized that when we're collecting docking caps in one of those patrol raids, because I was doing the, I was working on the book today, and one of the quests was the do patrol raids or patrol run or whatever those quests, and you have to collect docking caps from Fallen. We're literally picking up. The little hubcaps that goes on the stubs. Yeah, that, yeah, we're, it, we're ripping them out of their caps. body. Super stub gross. Caps. Super gross. Yeah, we I actually, I actually dumped that patrol mission because it it makes me green. Like I not yeah. not the good kind of green. It's we very uncomfortable. Robbing crippled entities of their prosthesis. Actually, we're sort of <laughs> uncrippling them. We're uncrippling them because yeah, we're just removing the other appendage back. that kind of requires life. 
you gotta <laughs> yeah. take their head off, but then we free right their so. arms. Right. Unfortunately, they're they're dead. But <laughs> you know, it's, it's the thought that counts, right? <laughs> it's the thought that counts. Free, right? Um, the, other, the other thing that I'm kind of interested in is this Intel source, Green Raven. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm betting. I am betting it's going to be a new character in Destiny Two. Is it? I think it is because there's there's already kind of a group that's pretty associated with green. Who? The Concordat. No. Sander. No. 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> and we are done, good sir. <laughs> hey, it's okay. No. We all know Lysander is Sabathun, do anyways. Don't worry about it. Don't start Bro. this. <laughs> Or you're going to have to bleep a lot. This is on you. <laughs> no, I mean, it was just... If to there's me one that... person I like less than Tolon, <laughs> man, that's a bar. It's that guy. I'm not even going to say his name. I'm going to throw up if I do. His Sparrow's kind of fun, though. No, no, I won't get it. I'm not supporting him. I don't have that Sparrow. I look at it every once in a while, but I will not have that. I will not put that listen, into my characters. Listen, just because he went all Stevie Nicks and tried to go his own way, don't you try to rain on his parade. Oh, I will. Oh, I will. With guns. With guns. <laughs> With guns. Oh, my, God. Oh, my characters man. represent all three factions because that's that's the thing you do. But they all wear new monarchy colors. <laughs> Preach. Oh. I don't, anyway. I don't like that guy. <laughs> anyway, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I say I say we lighten Justin, up the wanna... lighten up the conversation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Think, yeah. I think yeah. We've so this, the we can we can hit it again card, at the end. But. I've I've got a card right here that I'm naming right now, preemptively. The Justin talking to Siri card. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Ghost you know, Cave so <laughs> When I read this, I thought of you. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> I think that the best thing about so, this is that he's being conversational with a text interface. Yes, there you go. That's what I do. No, so, no, text only, no voice. Yeah, he's doing he's typing this out. Yes. So remote Vanguard database, text only, search initialized. Welcome, user Ace of Hearts, which is kind of intriguing, but we'll get to that in a bit. Please enter search query. Question mark. News about Cade. There are four news articles since your last search, 26 hours, 33 minutes ago. Question mark. That's way too low. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't understand way too low. Question mark. Who's more popular than Cade? Sorry, I didn't XXX. Question mark. Who's popular? Who's more popular than Cade 6? Sar XXX. Question mark. First article about Cade. The first city news article about Cade was 126 years, 11 months, XXX. Question mark. 126 years ago? I'm way older than that. Major events of 126 years ago. Significant progress made in faction accords related. Brask, A. Traveler, True Origin, and Perp, XXX. Minor events of 126 years ago. First 25-match Crucible winning streak recorded. Related, Ray, I. Centaur Planetoid. (laughs) Centaur Planetoid, 7,066 Nessus. Re-enters system after unexplained delay. Relate, XXX. Question mark. Did we get... (laughs) (laughs) You can't even say it with a straight face. (laughs) 
I'm sorry. Did we get invaded by horse people? Sorry, IDXXX. Question mark. Did horse people ever exist? There are no known encounters with quadruped life forms capable of space flight. Some early sightings of fallen raiding parties may mistakenly identify their methods of rapid locomotion as equine. Question mark. Did Fallen ever ride horses? No. Question mark. What are we talking about? <laughs> last, last 50 searches across all devices chronological. Banshee, real name. Banshee 44, real name. Scout rifle locker default password. Travel giant eyeball. Giant eyeball planet. Giant eyeball alien. Giant eyeball. Alien eyeballs. Delete image history. <laughs> How do I delete images? Accidentally set giant alien eyeball as terminal background. How much do new terminals cost? <laughs> Vanguard discount for new Terra XXX traveler. Over 50,000 results found. Please Billion. narrow search criteria. Question mark. Traveler eyeball. Over 70,000. Over million. 70 million results found. Um, question mark. Where did traveler come from? Over 10 million results found. Question mark. Traveler googly eyes terminal background. <laughs> Please connect to a device with an image display to these results. Question mark. Traveler road trips next. Since the traveler's final exodus from IO prior to the collapse, Echo Mesa has been a popular pilgrimage destination for Guardians as the traveler's transformation of the Jovian moon was incomplete. IO's climate and geography do not support agriculture in the conventional sense. Vanguard Commander Zavala, therefore, recommend XXX, question mark, Zavala snacks. (laughs) All the results tagged with the following related search queries require two-thirds Vanguard authorization for disclosure. (laughs) Zavala snacks, Zavala action snacks, Titan vitamins, Edible Zavala, Zavala Action Vitamins, Vanguard Vitamins, question mark, what? All results tagged, WXXX, question mark, Icor current location. Warlock Vanguard Icor Array is currently in the Underwatch. Would Y, XXX, hashtag log out. Thank you for using the Vanguard text-only database. User Ace of Hearts, be brave. Okay, I'd like okay, to okay. point out oh, that you found some classified <laughs> info on, on on Zavala stacks and immediately ran off to get Cora to unlock it. So this I just can actually hear Zoe yelling at him. This just <laughs> literally confirms my preconceived notion that Bungie writes grimoire with me in mind. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is literally a Discord conversation between Blue and I. <laughs> it really is. And first off, first off, before we go any further, holy blankety blank. I'm I'm amazed that you got through that. I mean, as you probably know, I'm over here dying trying to get yeah. a breath in. <laughs> oh god. It just gets better. It just we need mm-hmm. Justin, we need to like record this with an actual robotic voice. Yes. 
We need like, to. If, if we do this, if we do that to any card, we need to do this one because this one's like custom made uh, for us. We almost need to have somebody just like you need two readers. You definitely need two. Oh readers yeah. To yeah. Make this one. I, I I I I forgot. I was gonna offer to read the computer voice on this. Oh my <laughs> god. Oh my god. It's just. I love the, the. You can just see his attention span too. Did we get invaded well, by I, horse I actually people? Think this probably took place like twenty five minutes over like twenty five or thirty minutes because he probably kept getting distracted. Oh yeah, probably. But- I also like that he set a background on his computer. <laughs> so horrifying. He wanted to buy a new one. I like. I like that he deletes all his all his image results. <laughs> Delete I my love internet how history. Planetoid makes him ask if they're. If they had horse people. <laughs> by horse people? Because he didn't even understand it. Centaur planetoid, which is a whole different thing. We had just system and he's like, did we get Although fallen locomotion no has, question been, mark, has been confused even. for equine. Just, just flat deadpan. Did we get invaded by horse people? Thanks a lot, horse Bungie. You broke my podcast. <laughs> I really thought we were going to do this one last it, we're gonna be here for a while. Oh God! And then Banshee, Banshee, real name, Banshee, for real name. It's like, who the hell is Banshee? Oh, God. oh my God! It's Scout Rifle Locker default pass. <laughs> well, you know that that's from uh, his. He always tries to bribe the quartermaster, the Vanguard quartermaster. Yep. Uh-huh. yep. <laughs> oh my! Edible Zavala. That's my. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, are those? Her. Would you call those snacks? Sh- <laughs> <laughs> my, my favorite. Oh, I love, okay, he gets. So the other he, thing that I love. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Traveler eyeball has seventy million results. More results than traveler. traveler. Have you seen? Have you seen Reddit's response to this? No. Oh, no, I haven't. Oh my god! There are so many googly eye travelers. Wallpapers I now. I did somebody. Oh, uh, Rhino Rhino put a, put a couple of them in chat. I mean, if you just go on, I think it's Destiny of the Game. It might, yeah, I think it's Destiny of the Game. Oh my God, there's like there was, I, I think at least twenty five. If you just search on Reddit, it's amazing. So, yeah. So I want to do one serious thing about this card, which is the one serious thing that I noted, which is the since the Traveler's final exodus from IO prior to mm-hmm. the collapse, Echo Mesa has been a popular pilgrimage destination for Guardians. Mm-hmm. So usually pilgrimages are to intensely holy places, right? They're usually like either a birthplace or a death place. Mm-hmm. And so I think we now have our first real glimpse into the Traveler's death quotes in the collapse oh you think it was at i oh okay uh, so okay i can see that but we also that we was also literally that the, the city core though so that makes Echo well we, we know that well we don't so we don't know what happened right hypothetically the traveler could have limped back maybe somebody dragged him back but i can't think of a reason why there would be a pilgrimage spot for the guardians on io randomly um, and well, it also specifically mentions that, he, you know, the final exodus from Io, um, and that he didn't finish terraforming it. Okay. Yeah, and then also they're they're pointing out in chat too. Um, this is also con- confirmation that Io has been terraformed, or well, transformed partially, partially, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, partially terraformed. So, so I think that's I think that is what what that happened. I think, um, I think that. 
that is where the traveler was fatally wounded, and then it limped back to protect Earth as much as it could. I'm also amused that you can you can see <clears throat> his his initial. You can see what he's about to get yelled at about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Cora. <laughs> I need to see this commercial. Oh, the man. other thing you learn, we also learn how old, at least how old, Icora, Andalbrask, and Cade. They were mm-hmm. all around at least 126 years in 11 months ago. Now, granted, Cade does say he's way older than that, but it, I think it's interesting that the computer interrupts itself with this. It does well, major think- events, and it says traveler, true origin, and purpose stop, and it doesn't even finish the word purpose, and then it goes to minor events. Now, granted, he could have probably pushed enter to make it that, go on. That's what I was thinking. But at the same time, it's like, why? Traveler, true origin, and purpose. Why? <laughs> Want to know. I assume that it's not... Um... Significant progress. I mean, these are major events. They yeah. they know more about it. Yep. And that information is in the computer somewhere. Well, well we also know that uh, Brask, uh, his mentor and the previous hunter, Vanguard, is uh, apparently the person who helped set up the factions. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, not set up, maybe not the factions, but with the, the accords with the, accords. With the consensus. Yeah, well, that's what I meant. <clears throat> oh, gosh. I'm sorry. want to go to a slightly just... more sobering? Oh, my gosh. Did we get Before. invaded by horse people? Uh-huh. I also like that there are no known encounters with quadruped life forms capable of space flight. <laughs> I like Which how it immediately just goes, no. Just, immediately just, his no. next question is, did Fallen ever ride horses? <laughs> no. I like that this computer definitively knows that a Fallen has never ridden a horse. Never in the history of the world is like a random vandal, but like, huh. I thought I could climb on top of that big, huge thing and just gone off. I just love the, what were we talking about? Because <laughs> I bet he got distracted, right? Like, Tess wandered by and he had a like 30-minute conversation about <laughs> the various uses of silver. Oh, my gosh. Oh, goodness. So, yes, wow. you want to go to a okay. more serious... I'll go to my favorite card, mine, the greens. Yeah. This one's a little bit more sobering, though. Mm-hmm. Eh, the second one is a little more. <laughs> this one's pretty upbeat. All right. Uh, the Eris, no, Eris Morn card is next. I thought we were doing Shax 2. Is it Shax 2 next? No, it's Eris Morn. Oh, I had Eris we next. We can, do, we can do whichever. Do you guys want to do Shax? Oh, yeah, let's do Eris Morn. Let's yeah. do Eris. Let's, yeah, let's save Shax for the end. Yeah, let's, a- let's pick it up with, sh- with the Shax. Uh, so, Eris, or Ghost Fragment Eris Morn. The tower's med bay was still. Guardians might operate across the system at all hours, but even in the heart of the last city, there is sometimes quiet. The awoken men lay upon the bed like a broken thing. Machines monitored his every twitch, every aspect of his physical status. The steady, quiet blip of his heartbeat was the dominant sound in the room. A small transplex window sat in one wall of the room. Hovering there, eerily still, was a ghost. Its single eye reflected against the inside of the window, a steady red glow. In the corner of the room sat a chair, cheap, vinyl-covered. This chair could have been a relic from the Golden Age itself, and suddenly it creaked. Because in the stillness, there was another measured source of breathing in the room. 
Eris mourned settled back into the chair, allowing the dark wisp of power she summoned to effortlessly flow back into the night. Green emanations from her shroud were stark against the dimness. Almost as an afterthought, the ghost turned from regarding the window. For a moment, three eyes stared at one before it turned back to its watch. Her face implacable. Eris regarded the awoken in bed. His name was Ashermur. Irrational, annoying, cantankerous. She even seen Ikora Ray become exasperated in his presence. Her lips quirked very slightly upwards. A kindred spirit, if she ever had one. Her smile died as her gaze slid to his side. His warlock garb had been stripped from his body, and she could see his pale blue chest as it rose and fell in bed. His arm, his arm was gone. In its place was a thing, point where mechanical knit with flesh was ghastly to behold, but the design was unmistakable to any guardian who'd been in the field. Asher Muir's arm was that of a vex construct. Her eyes flickered to a ghost at the window. It, too, was transformed. The unmistakable outline of Vex technology encrusting and penetrating the small warden shell, that red staring eye. She stood and stepped to the side of the bed. Voice was gentle, quiet, but its timbre filled the air. But its timbre filled the air, the still air of the room. I'm leaving, my old friend. Man in the bed did not stir. Soon I will take my leave of this. She put her hands up to take in the med bay, the city, the tower, earth, lie. She placed a gloved hand on the back of his flesh and bone hand. I wish we could have spoken, you and I, one last time. But my story here is done. I have avenged those I lost. I must find. She stopped. And beneath the gauze of her face, all three eyes closed. For a moment, she allowed herself to feel the dark tears that flowed unending down her face. The eyes reopened, and her strength blazed in the darkness. I must find a new path through the night. Hive are vast and ancient, a power far beyond our realm. If we are ever truly to face them, ever truly to put an end to their hate, I must step beyond the safety of the city. She lifted her head and looked beyond the window to the horizon, to the grand sweep of the walls, the edge of humanity's reach. Be safe, Jessam Scribe. A storm is coming, and I will not be at your side when it finds its way to our... Sh- With those words and a gathered locus of power, she was gone. The room was returned to stillness. The blip of the awoken man's heart echoed from the machines, and the ghost stared into the night, its red eye never blinking. Sad. Sad, so sad. I just want to point out that Eris found it ghastly to look at. Eris? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, here's the other thing. We kind of get an idea of what Eris's personality was before the, her transformation, essentially. She was ornery. She was cantankerous, annoying, irrational. I mean, the fact that... She was that a hunter. She was a hunter. I mean, <laughs> don't she... Ask, don't ask Deej what he thinks about him. Yeah. It is, I mean, it's hunters. kind of a sad thing. And plus, this card kind of sets up the whole fact that we have armor from the raid where we're literally getting body parts replaced by Vex. Well, I that's kind of the deal when you, when you take anything from the Vex. I just ask Kabir. It it obviously ends well. Yeah, just drink yeah. that. I mean, milk. he killed Atheon, so it ended pretty decent for him. I don't know that he did. <laughs> <laughs> just, Justin might have argument with that. Can, <laughs> I think all right, he just you, helped a little bit. A can you go in there and can you I, beat it no, without no. using the relic? No, no. 
No, no. Oh, oh, oh. So, no. Kabir oh, yeah, yeah. no, no, beat in the same no. way that my spoon ate my cereal. That's how that happened. You know the connection no, there? But you, you know can the eat connection cereal there? No, without wait, wait, wait. that spoon. You know the connection there? They both deal with What's milk. The... <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> Grody. Yeah. The other thing we find out in the card that Eris is leaving the city. We don't know where she's going, but she says she has a kind of a mission that she's on. To well, stop we, the hive. Yeah, and we also but know she who... says, I must find. I must find. And then it stops. She's yeah. looking for something or and someone. And we know who she reports to. Right. We know she talks, or at least has reported to Osiris in the past. I would so, not say reported to. I'd say worked with. Right. Mm, yeah. It's somebody that she used to know. Eris <laughs> er, strikes me as, as, as a major player, not a <laughs> subservient. Oh, no, no. I didn't mean it like that. I meant... Like we know her alliance. No, I, I yeah. yeah. That's we know she likes Osiris and the Queen. Obviously, I mean, who couldn't? But anyways, and Ariana and Ariana, which is well liked yeah. at least. Yeah, um, <laughs> not real sure she feels about her now. Yeah, um, I also anyone wanted to point out that what was that? What was that green? It's, it's like anyone else realize that power is more like we're seeing more and more what she's able. Mm-hmm. beforehand when she pulled us out of mm-hmm. uh Crota's realm she had like this giant loud incantation and this one she literally just basically thinks it focuses on it and then disappears through a lotus focus yep. or locus loci it's like a it's a focus is basically no what yeah it is. oh locus of power i sorry i misread that as lotus real quick which would no, make that sense. would be awesome well because i was thinking her image on her shield is yeah um the other the other thing i did want to just really quickly point out is the mentioning of the um genesis scribes mm-hmm. uh this is something that's kind of been bugging that has bugged me for a little while um because the only other mention that we have of the genesis scribes was within the harlequin pendulum pendulum which was a warlock bond and all it is is it the flavor text for that is a curious device sought after by the Jinsim scribes. That's it. That's it. If you look really closely at the pendulum, uh, which apparently the pendulum actually does change um, depending on, I think this is the one that changes based on the time of the in-game day. Uh, but if you look really close, it does look kind of like an oddly, oddly colored, oddly colored cube, which is another artifact that has to deal with the Vex, mm-hmm. um, which would explain the other connection here is the Jensen scribes, you know, and demo is correct. This is the only Jensen scribe we have. Uh, so I, we don't, we assume that there's more. Yeah. Cause Jensen scribes is plural in the Harlequin. Um, but it, it almost seems like it's a possibility that these are guardians who are experimenting with grafting parts of Vex tech. Which we also know, one of my favorite people, is possibly trying out based off the hidden room in the lighthouse where there's a skeleton and a lot of Vex bodies kind of lying intermingled. So there's a a lot of little nods here. And then also the the obsession with the Vex network that he has, that Osiris has. Uh, Gosh. But yes, the the point, too, is... um, we know now that ghosts can be infected with Vex tech, 
or well augmented with could Vex be tech. integrated. Yeah, integrated. Yeah, because I guess that's a true point. Because if he or if he grafted or it onto grafted, his arm, yeah, if he grafted it onto his arm, oh. he uh, he baptized his ghost ghost in Vex milk. Um, his ghost. His goth. curious why it's red. Why it's a why they made a point to make it a red because Vex eyes are red. All Vex eyes, Vex are, eyes red. are always red. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas whereas if you look at the normal ghost, it's a bright blue. Mm-hmm. Or a, right. or I just a, got stuck on the whole Siva the Siva aspect. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. I uh, automatically assume red with Siva, mm-hmm. which we also know ghosts can be infected with Siva. Four oh four. I have one. Four oh four ghost <laughs> has it. Well, yeah, and I mean, we also have the the ghost, the infected ghost that we can have, but there's also in the grimoire the the yep. ghost four oh four ghost who doesn't know his own name. Poor, poor little so, ghost. Jensim, if mm-hmm. you break those apart, you could, and this is going to be a stretch, but you can make it genetic symbiote. Yes. That being a shortening, shortening of those two words. Yeah, okay. I, I totally, and I totally think that that could potentially be where they got that, given what we just read here. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, the chat had made a comment. A Vex construct, uh, and they were like, you mean like the actual Vex machines or like the spires? I think it's it's an actual like machine, like one of the I don't I it's not a minotaur necessarily, but I think it's akin to like a goblin or even a hobgoblin. It's a hobglob. Yeah, uh, according to the it's hemoglobin armor that we're getting, it's a hobgoblin arm for warlock. It's a it's a regular vex. What are those? Just a goblin for mm-hmm. the hunter leg. I don't remember what titans had. Does anybody remember what titans? titans I don't had? think have them. Oh, is this okay? So, is this based off the armor? Yeah, this is based off of the armor we're going to get from the raid. Uh, Oh, those pictures are somewhere. Yeah, yeah. That explains. Oh, you know what? That explains. I saw a giant debate about that. About um, you said the Titans getting a leg. No, uh, Hunter gets a leg. Hunter gets a leg. Uh, Okay. Warlocks get feet, and then it looks like Titans don't get anything. That's that's fair. Well, um, Warlock gets an arm. Yeah. yeah. The uh, there's a there is a, so that's the picture with the hunter that you can see through his leg. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. There was a I remember there was a big debate about that about what exactly was going on with that individual hunter. So that would make sense. Yep. All right. Well, you guys want to wrap it up uh, with the shacks, and then we actually do have one email that I wanted to read. Yeah. I just want to know, I'm going to read Cade's bit in the Shaq's card. Who's going to read Shaq's? <laughs> it's my card. All right, fine. You can have Cade. It's short. Uh, you going to read Cade, Damo? No, you'll read, you'll read Cade. I'll read the okay. rest. You gotta, okay. I'll let you read the dialogue, too. I'll just read Cade. Okay. Okay. I beat you fair, Cade said. Don't ever. He raised his hand high to wag a finger under Shax's nose. Try to outrace my golden guns. Two children ran by in a blur. Shax shook his head, shook his head slowly. It was a tactical error. Won't happen again. Next time doesn't matter. You lost today, and today you owe me. The Titan stared down at the hunter, but said nothing. His hands clenched in fists. Kate ignored the posturing and turned to a desolate field of dirt and large rocks. A writhing mob of children spread across it, clusters of them barreling into each other as they bellowed and screamed. A much smaller number of elders waited in a circle in the chaotic sea of miniature people. 
What's what is this? What's happening? Shax demanded. Well, the city has children. Children who must stay within designated safe zones. The two guardians watched as a boy climbed the largest rock on the field, about four feet in the air, and howled at the sky. Of course they're going to go a little stir-crazy. Parents bring them out to this. You'd think it would have a name. This field, every month, and they have had it. Better they hit each other than climb the walls. Shaq stared at them. So, you're going to pick two. Shaq looked down at him. Pick two what? Two little brats. You'll pick a team of two. And you're going to train them in this, this sport they play here. And it's some kind of tournament. You know, you know all about those. Shaq surveyed the field. This is ridiculous, he concluded. That's not the last time you're going to say this today. But you've made your bed. Get comfy. I could pay you glimmer. Two crucible matches worth. Why waste my time on children? A child sped past and waved at Cade as Shaq spoke. Cade responded with an upward thumb. I like bugging you. Plus, you'd be surprised what goes on out here that only these little miscreants know about. Beneath the helmet, Shaq stared holes into the exo's face. They run very fast. Listen, I know you're going to be you, but try to keep them intact. I make sure a guardian they know comes to visit them once in a while. You weren't the kid's first choice, or even their tenth, but you were the only one I could get I could get leverage on this week. Shaq stood motionless but his fury engulfed the air like a flame. Kay turned to leave, his cloak billowing in the wind behind him. I'm going to make so many crucible bets while you're gone. You wouldn't dare, Shax began, but Cade was already lost in a departing crowd of adults. Shax let out a breath and then scanned the field again, past child after squirming child. He quickly discerned the two on the field with the best athletic potential. Two human girls, snarling as they swung branches at each other, seemingly impervious to the pain. He walked past them, through the crowd, and several others paused just briefly enough in their youth wrangling to let their jaws hang. Lord Shax navigated the unruly sea with grace and headed toward a lone tree in the corner of the field. An awoken girl and a human boy sat huddled below it. As Shax's shadow eclipsed them, they looked up at him with the same brightness in their eyes. What are your names? he demanded. Runa, said the awoken chat with some disdain. She returned to the blank stare at Shax's faceplate. My name is Lonwabo, recited the human, more like a question than a statement. You look bored, Runa, Shax observed. And you look worried, Lonwabo. He pointed at the boy who scooted back, startled. As far as I'm concerned, that makes both of you more intelligent than all these other dregs, said the Titan. You're with me. I need the rules of engagement. Shax stared at them, and they stared back. Someone talk to me. <laughs> they both spoke at once, and Shax listened in silence as they as they over as they talked over each other to explain the game. Teams of two launched orb projectiles at each other, and players struck or eliminated. If both players on a team are eliminated, the team is out of the tournament, and their chance to play on the field is over. What do you call this drill? Skirmish? Supremacy? Shax demanded. Dodgeball, said Runa. <laughs> we'll work on the name. Follow my instructions, and I will lead you to victory. Shax waved one of the adults over. Lord, Lord Shax? said the male. Shax is fine. Only guardians owed him respect. Find my team a match. Sooner the better. Shax brought Lonwabo and Runa to the field and kneeled. His hands engulfed their shoulders like a pair of descending moons. My friends, should you be killed, others less than you will take your place. Don't fight for yourself. Fight for those poor fools. <laughs> Lonwabo opened his mouth as if to speak, but hiccuped instead. Shax turned them both around to face the sun and the other team across the field. He kneeled so low that his face was level with theirs. The three stared at the opposition 
Two human boys, eyes glaring, fists balled in determination. Their elder stood behind them, her eyes wide as she recognized Lord Shax. Runa yawned and rubbed her face, trying to clear the sleep from it. Shax whispered to his new charges, crush them. (laughs) (laughs) This card and its sequel are the single best things to ever happen to Destiny. Because I like that Shax was so whiny. I'll, I'll pause after this, but so whiny but the minute he saw his team he was all in like a freaking disney mm-hmm. movie yeah can i just say that shaq's method of teaching the kids is to literally throw them in to the wolves and not actually say anything to them about how to play dodgeball he just literally picks them and says should you die essentially go have fun go do it yeah oh, no. Have pity on the lesser fools who will take your place. (laughs) That is my favorite line in this whole wonderful card. My friends, should you be killed, others less than you will take your place. God. Don't fight for yourself. Fight for those poor fools. (laughs) It's so beautiful. (laughs) So, he he doesn't know. He doesn't know (laughs) what the game is, what the game entails, whether his his uh, charges are well equipped to meet these challenges, all he knows is he's he's got someone to motivate. <laughs> Crush them! Yeah, love it so much. Uh, love just it so real much. quick, the thing. So I think this also does a really really good job in showing both. I mean, we already we already kind of knew this about Cade that he has a giant heart for miscreants and kids uh we knew that from the dawning really but well and actually we kind of had hints before then but shacks there's there's a there's a particular line in here that i think kind of gets overlooked and i really want to draw attention to it is when one of the civilians calls him lord shacks he responds with shacks is fine because only guardian and basically it's because only guardians owed him respect which yeah. means that they they don't I mean he, they don't need to look up to him is kind of the message that I'm he he is he is their protector he is the civilians warrior he is their shield and right. the sense is, that I get he is, is their servant right in some respects he respects them they don't right. owe and him respect it's it's very uh, Bushido, of right? Him. Exactly, which is very akin to Zavala and the the dream of the city. But I think, I mean, I I just when I first read this card, that was like a huge thing that stood out to me was because it was like, and you know, on the surface, it's kind of like, oh, okay, that it's kind of an odd little thing, but sure, whatever. But then if you start thinking about it, it he's the one that's teaching all the guardians how to fight. He's the one that's teaching them, you know, live action crucible. And what it is to be a to be a guardian, and this is his attitude towards the civilians. So you know, with Shax's personality, that's what he's impressing on his charges. But I, I, I thought that was a really, really like little little tidbit, but it was really cool as well because it kind of well, that's actually no, the second time we right. get an example of that. The first time is that time where somebody's trying to get him to. I don't remember exactly what they're doing, but something immoral, and he, oh, the, he goes uh, off on them. Tex Mechanica. Tex Mechanica yeah. is trying to buy him, and he like he he threatens them with with the uh, with Firebreak. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna send it, some Titans. It's actually not him. It's Arsite. 
Well, yeah, but our site's our site's passing the message on. Yeah, this is about the time that you start trying to talk over my messenger. <laughs> I love that guy. So that's the second time that we like has has an immense sense of duty and honor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But all right, so you guys want to you want to read the the next card, Lord Shacks sure. two. Do it, Blue. All right, so this is Ghost Fragment, Lord Shacks two. The morning turned to noon as the sky darkened with dodgeballs and filled with the battle cries of children. <laughs> when it was over, Lanwabo L- L- had tears in his eyes, but he tried his best to stand straight. Runa had a bloody knee and stared wordlessly at the winning team, the two snarling girls from earlier in the morning. The girls lifted an unrefined mass of plasteel, a makeshift trophy over their heads, and they roared. Shaq stared up the traveler. It sat buoyed by a mantle of clouds against the blue sky. It didn't seem to notice him. <laughs> Tell me what you've learned, Shaq said to Runa and Lawabo, his face plane fixed skyward. They did, and spoke for continuous three minutes. Shax nodded, slowly. So, so you're not mad? asked Lawabo. His face brightened. You've gained more from this than the victors, he replied. The three of them looked on as the two girls smashed the plasteel cluster into the dirt. To, to the horror of all the other children, it shattered. Runa's eyes narrowed ever so slightly, a dodgeball gripped in her hands. Shax continued, Victory is key to survival. You need it. Need to fight for it. But it teaches nothing. Does that mean, in a way, we won? Asked Wabo. No. Shax looked down at him. No, you were annihilated. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> said Lomavo. Runa continued to share, stare at the shattered trophy and the winning team. She slowly turned the dodgeball in her hand. Let this loss drive you, Shaq said to both of them. But the game is over. Your focus should be on what's to come. Lomavo stared at his hands. I think, I think I'm going to read a book, he said, surprising himself as he uttered the words. We all make our choices, said Shaxx. <laughs> Runa said nothing as Cade strode up out of the shadow in the afternoon sun. Everything good? The hunter asked Shax. Do I look like I care? Come on, buddy. The bet's fulfilled. You don't have to pout. Just remember not to challenge a hunter with golden guns. I can, and I will. Rematch. End of the day. You're on. I hope you're ready to babysit till the next dawn... Runa's ball struck Kate in the neck, a stealth attack taught to her earlier in the morning. He yelped more surprised than hurt. Who did that? Who did that and how? The hunter demanded loudly as the ball bounced away. The ball didn't respond. Runa, Lanwabo, and other children smiled. Shax, what have you been telling them? Shax stared silently down at the exo hunter until Cade blinked. I, uh, found my sparrow, Cade said to deflect. I can give us a lift back to the tower. As the other children and their elders dispersed, Runa watched Cade Sparrow as it carried the two guardians off towards the gleaming tower in the distance. She gave a titan salute as they disappeared from view. I think Runa might be my new favorite Destiny character. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's the Uh, best part. (laughs) Who did did that? that? (laughs) And how? She outsassed Cade. (laughs) Without saying a word. The other thing is the, okay, so so the, the winners, they broke a plasteel trophy. That's the stuff armor's made out of. Yep. They shattered it. Dang. They need they need to teach people how to weld. Also, 
I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna press for this Cade and Shaq's sitcom. <laughs> and then to happen. I don't know. Damo Damo wants a Cade and Zavala sitcom. Buddy cop movie. <laughs> no, that, I don't that's know. a buddy cop movie. Cade and Shaq's might have a beat. Well, that's a that's a whole different dynamic. That's an odd couple. <laughs> because I feel like Shaq is inherently too old for this S, and Cade is. No, Zavala is definitely too old for this. Shax would never admit that. That's not Shax. <laughs> I just love the quote. <laughs> so does that mean that we won? No. No. You were crushed. You were annihilated. So, so friends of mine will note that I'm not a huge Shax fan because I describe him as the disapproving father I never wanted. <laughs> He's living up because to that. Yeah. Well, so now with this Don't card, put that on Shax. He's That's officially he's officially the disapproving father I do want. <laughs> That's funny. He's the dad in the stands during the basketball. Because one of the things that I love is that his advice is solid, right? Mm-hmm. It's all it good is. good advice. Like it's things that are is is far too absent in a lot of our culture actually. Is his concepts? So <laughs> I'm sorry, hurt Jade in the chat. <laughs> the cabal don't know what's coming that, for him. These children are going to single handedly down the empire. Well, here's the. That's, I would watch that movie. I would watch that movie. Here's something I just want to see Vows to Art say. Who did that and how? <laughs> what was here's that something I, I would to, say. To continue with that. My own blood. Continuing that thought, I mean, Runa, she's not technically a guardian she doesn't have a ghost she does she's not that we know with the trailer or at least Mm -hmm. the picture and stuff in the verse that every single person in that that trailer that reveal was human in the posters there's rumors going on people are being you know spin foily saying that there's not going to be exos or there's uh awoken but what if we literally have a fighting class that is actually just human because they're we're going to we're going to be down in the city citizens. The other, the other thing that this reminds me of is with the whole age of triumph trailer, you have the quote from the speaker about how the kids pretend that they are guardians now and how like the actions of our guardian has returned the hope of the city. And they're no longer scared because, because of our actions, you know, they, this, that entire ending first off gives gives me chills i mean you know as as an as a parent too i can just totally see you know demo you're kind of joking there about the solid advice it it is it is solid advice because you know that's exactly what you what you know i would tell my son if he was playing a game and he lost it's like you don't you don't learn from winning you learn from losing how do you how do you not lose in the future that's what yep. the, that's the point but the Titan salute that she gives at the end, I think, is a big nod to that entire concept that the children are pretending that they're guardians. They're pretending yeah. that they're us. I mean, yeah. think think about that and let that settle for a moment. Not not a Cora with her her sports domination right. in the Crucible. Not Cade with his sassiness and you know philanthropy. None of them did that. We we did right. And that's and I mean that's where that's where the chills from that that one line kind of for me comes from is it's because of our actions within Destiny Destiny One because I mean that's I mean you know to put to put this in perspective Age of Triumph is a conclusion for the Destiny that's why 
these cards have an immense amount of information in them is because this, the stories are starting to get wrapped up for the first, first iteration of the game. And as sad as that is, and you know, I know a lot of people have kind of expressed some sad, it's very happy. Well, and I'm going to get there. I mean, you know, as I've, I've heard a lot of people, not just in focus fire, but across, across the internet kind of express some frustration at, you know, some of the stories that, that have gotten concluded in different ways than they necessarily were wanting or hoping. But the thing is, is like, think about it this way is the more information that we get, the more information that it makes it possible for us to start delving into, you know, every, every, every ending doesn't have to be the end. It's just a new beginning. There's actually flavor text about it on one of the new guns and the epilogue long enough becomes a sequel. Yep. So I, I, I just, I, I think that was, I think this is a amazing card, which is actually the reason I kind of put this card at the last was because, you know, I, I think this is a huge, huge thing for people to realize is that this is, this card was really made possible by everything that our guardians have done. Well, one, one thing I want to note about this card too, is something that I brought up a little earlier, which is that we now sort of can theorize or know that living people can become guardians. So, and that's, and that's a true point too. If, if that's, if that's the case with Shin, then that would open up a lot of possibility. Right. Which might be why Shaq sort of did this. He may have realized that he might be like, Oh, you know what? Actually, these might be the next generation of guardians. The person who takes out the next Atheon or mm-hmm. the, the next Crota. Cause I mean, I that's, question. that's another argument for, or that's another debate that's been a lot with Shin is what exactly is he? Green, did you have? Yeah. Are we getting, we're getting new supers, right? Or we're getting a new power set. That's we don't know. The, that's the yeah, debate. We don't that's the know assumption. We know. So we know like everything for destiny two. Uh, we know we're getting reset except for your face. You get to keep your face, you know, if you really wanted to. That's pretty um, good because I'm I'm good looking. I know, I know, Justin. Calm down. Um, so like there there's definitely the room for it. I've I know a lot of people have asked me, you know, lore wise, is there room for our same guardian to have different powers? Uh yeah. <sighs> yeah, there there is. Uh if you look if you look at the history of the manifestation of paracausal powers, even within the books of sorrow for the hive with the, the powers of the darkness. It's all based around rituals, um, and I made this. I made this argument, God, a while back. But right, that's if you, how we manifest the powers right. themselves. Is that if you ritual. change the ritual, you can theoretically change the manifestation. Mm-hmm. So there, there is possibility of having a solar defender or something of that nature. Like you, there is technically, but what that also does is. It explains why everyone's super is looks the same. Why every golden gun mm-hmm. is the golden gun that, you know, it is. Why every defender has the same same exact bubble. Every uh every night stalker has the same bow. You know, that's that's explained because the ritual that every guardian processes it through is this exact same. Um so yes, technically, if you change the ritual, the the other problem is is like, and this is a big argument that we've had. I've I've seen a lot of tossing around about the comments with Twilight Gap. Um, I wouldn't, I would not say that Twilight Gap was a place where we like quote unquote discovered supers by any means. I think it was we discovered a new reservoir of power, 
that um, they gained access to. And the one I'm thinking of is Anna Bray, uh, which I have a whole I think Damo, you were the one that I had that whole conversation with Anna Bray about. Yeah. How does she, how does she know who she is and all that? Um, But Anna Bray was the one that was described as having the ability to create pools of light. Um, And so that was something that that's something still that we haven't quite seen necessarily. We've seen it with a sunbreaker, but not with a golden gun, which makes you question exactly how did she, how did she make those? So the ability to get a new super is completely within reason, um, not just from a game mechanic standpoint, but also just from within the way that they've kind of hinted at explaining how we get paracausal abilities. But I um, manifestations of the mm-hmm. different types of light, and you get that. You also get that with Eris and you know Tolan's journal. You know, like you like we were talking earlier, how she had a really loud incantation and then poop teleported us out. Well, that's a ritual. Everything's ritualistic. Everything dealing with the paracausal has so far been in Destiny very, very ritualistic. So I don't, I don't find it at all out of the realm of possibility, you know, either from within story or within mechanics. Cool. I think we made it, guys. Right. Yay. You want to read? I have, I have one email for us. Dispatches from the wilds. All right. So our email is from Pins, and Pins wrote us a pretty good one. I am I really wanted to read this one. So he says, sorry for this being late, but I was having a hard time figuring out what to write. I've been reading the new cards we got today and have just been amazed. I mean, really, did any of us expect Shaxx to be coaching dodgeball? By the way, it's awesome to see that dodgeball survive the collapse. When I first got into Destiny, the one story in the grimoire that hooked me was what ended up being called the Dwindler's Ridge Saga. The whole thing between Ward, Yor, and Malfur was something that hooked me just like any Western does. In a time where I frankly thought that the story of Destiny was horribly thin, that gave me something to hold on to. Now, with the last word 5, Thorn 5, the Rezzle card, and the Shadows of Yor, it hit me that they are starting to tie that story off. The first three years of this journey, of which I have made tons of new friends and collected innumerable head desk gifts and memes, is near its end. It's kind of sad in a way. Even though it isn't my primary game, Destiny, Focus Fire, Chat, and the community have become staples. I know there will be new stories and adventures, hopefully told a little better and in-game, but I will pour one out for Destiny 1 and toast to Destiny 2 and the awesome community I am so glad to be a part of. Pins. So well said. I, I'll pull one up with you, Pins. Yeah, I, I wanted the reason I wanted to read that is because I think that is probably one of the best ways to kind of tie off this entire aspect of the lore for Destiny One. You guys have, yeah. have anything? Could it have been done better? Yes. What, the but, email or the story? But, no, the email couldn't have been done better. That's scientific fact. Oh. Could <laughs> Destiny could Destiny One story have been done better? Right? I, no, it couldn't have. Uh, I don't know where I'm going with this. Save me. I think. Save I me. Think, okay, so, <laughs> here, I'll save you, Justin. Um, I think the fact that, yes, we've had issues with the story in the past, and there are things that are horribly, just ridiculously crazy as far as trying to fit and trying to make things work together in the story. And the mm-hmm. fact that we couldn't even get to the story unless we went to third party to actually open up the cards and stuff like that. 
I think even through all of that, there's something about this game and this story that has locked us in. And even if you don't play the game anymore, and I know a lot of people in Focus Fire Chat in the Discord don't actually play the game as much as they used to, but there's still something about this story and this group and this this thing, this Dwindler's Ridge, the all the Guardians. There's something about it that's captured the imaginations of every Guardian out there. And even though it sucks as far as in-game stuff and trying to get the lore in-game. We went out and found the lore and it's pulled us in and it's kind of still got us by the throat a little bit. And I think that is a mm. testament to some of the story writing, even though, it, yes, it could have been done better, but I think it was done well enough where we've actually fallen in this, this story. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I think... I, I, I did a bit of a, a thank you episode a little bit earlier that kind of put my thoughts on this particular you subject. big girl yeah yeah justin made fun of me so you should all go listen to it and join Justin. it's okay i cry like every other episode it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well real quick do we want to run through shout outs demo did you yeah do you have any shout outs uh i want to shout out to rabbit hole radio another podcast that was uh kind enough to invite me on uh fairly regularly so give them a check out we talk about spin foil theories for destiny the less grounded more esoteric ideas nice good stuff and green what about you uh my shout outs just goes to everybody in chat this week who jumped on the hype train with this this release of all the cards and all the images and who've kind of jumped back into being excited about the game my shout outs to those guys good stuff justin how about yourself yeah big shout out to my crew who uh yeah yeah they uh they were expecting to run some new content with me tonight and were completely understanding when i told them that i had this podcast great uh running with my Chatter white crew boys and then also um great big old shout out to uh redneck ma i think actually i think actually blue and my might be on the ma cast pretty soon mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think that's what he calls it the right? podcast. I'm pretty sure that's what he calls it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and also check out Rabbit Hole Radio. Check out Rabbit mm-hmm. Hole Radio for sure. Great, Blue's great people be on there this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say I third time. Blue's- third time's the charm because that's that's actually my big shout out as well as Rabbit Hole Radio. Uh, they were they were kind enough kind enough to subject themselves to the torture it is to allowing me to talk about Osiris this weekend. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, everyone needs to bear that cross. I and love also. I love, I love the fact that Green's first question was, "Do they do they know how what they're doing to themselves?" They don't. That's <laughs> cute. They, we it's do. Cute. We do. It's cute. It's I'm cute. there. I just wish that we would be able to listen in. I, I know they don't. I don't. I know they don't record it live, but I kind of wish they did because I would just be there poking, 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 poking. Just blue. from now on, from now on, I want anytime anyone reads K dialogue, I want it to be me, and anytime anyone reads Shaq's dialogue, I want it to be Demo. That's like, yeah. I accept this. Totally. <laughs> Oh, but man. yeah, yeah. Seriously, check them out. Uh, awesome spin foily type radio show. Um, yeah, I'm good. Blue, 
Cool. All right. Well, and we will probably be talking amongst ourselves to try to figure out if we're going to do a conclusion episode for Destiny 1, which basically means that we probably will do it. I'm not sure when we're going to get around to doing it, Um, just simply because we don't know when Destiny 2 is coming out. So there might be some more stuff that gets trickled together. We can say the end. We can say the end when we want to. Okay. Okay. Is that how that works? I don't think that's how it works. Um, it is a song that never ends. Yeah, that's that's how Justin works. Um, <laughs> yep. That's it. Oh, that, man. That, so, that. With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us for the live streaming of the episodes each week, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focusfirechat. Links to all our other sites can also be found with our episode archives over on www.focusfirechat.com. Thank you again, Damo, for joining us in on the conversation for the Age of Triumph updates. I'll be sure to get your contact information in our show notes for anyone who wants to continue chatting with you or has any questions for you in regards to this, please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any feedback or questions for our team concerning the podcast and let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback on iTunes as well. Please be also sure to check out our partner podcast within the Guardian Radio Network over on theguardiansofdestiny.com. So until next time, focus your fire and may your light shine bright. <laughs>